on, everybody? Welcome to another MCU episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Everton, and who thought it was a water truck with me tonight? Michael K. Hughes. Thanks for thanking on me. <laughs> oh, dang it. That's like number two. And you know what? I get my quotes, so I'm not going to say I know, just just giant Ant-Man. I mean, I, that's it. <laughs> my brother, I told my brother we were doing this this weekend. He's like, yeah, that has to be your opening quote, right? I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Uh, all right, and I'm going to introduce. We are watching. We are covering the 13th MCU movie. God, what the hell was I thinking when I started this? Uh, we are covering Captain America: Civil War from 2016. It feel like it was only four years ago. It feels like it's way older than that. Yeah. But when yeah, so. these come out a year, I guess it kind of feels that way. It was three of these, sir, a year at the time. <laughs> so I, actually, I can't remember if they went three a year at this time. At this year, or was it after this? Because they were two a year, and then they hit three a year. No, there's there's no way to know. I don't yes. even know. They, they they just really started firing things out fast. It, was, it always ended up being one kind of tentpole movie like this, and oh. then you know a few side stories. The yeah. following year, when it goes three a year. Yeah. This was this year was just Civil War and Doctor Strange in 2016. Answering your question. So, uh, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. This is this is def- this is definitely worth two. Mo- this is like two movies worth of stuff. So mm-hmm. grab some popcorn, kids. This is gonna be. This might be a lengthy one. Yeah, yeah, I know. This it is, is what it is. It's fine. It's a lengthy movie. Like I've forgotten how long this movie was. Like I was talking to Mike beforehand. He's like, I've been watching this for an hour, and I still have yeah. four, hour for you. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I was. 48 minutes in, I still had an hour and 48 left, and it felt like so much had happened in that first 40 so whatever movie nuts. minutes. Nuts. I mean, this movie doesn't. This movie doesn't feel much as a, a ending of a trilogy like Iron Man three did, which is a good thing. It just feels like more of a continuation of the MCU, which is what it is. Yeah. It's Avengers. I mean, I know at the time they called it Avengers 2.5, which like I remember being ready for another Avengers movie because only been like it'd been like maybe I think two years or a year at that point. But after just watching Age of Ultron earlier this year, I'm like, I wasn't ready for this movie. <laughs> yeah. But I don't like this movie. So and they can't call it an Avengers movie because it's not the Avengers versus villain. It's the Avengers versus themselves. So it has to be Captain America three. Yeah. yeah. I mean, which it, I guess his, uh, his bit with Bucky is the crux of the movie. So it fits. It's the central driving force. You know, it's the force of change. I mean, there's two forces of change and we'll talk about it. Or, you know, obviously two ideologies as always with this. And, um, of course, Captain America's, uh, trajectory is the one that really does cause the split so um it's very interesting and i forgot how much of a split this is like how much captain america he, he kind of breaks a bit you know he doesn't break bad but he definitely he definitely turns so again well yeah we'll get all into it because i think it's actually very interesting and very good so yeah and we start to see shades of that in winter soldier of him oh, yeah. questioning his beliefs and whatnot and this is kind of the, the follow follow <sighs> the following of that there's another word there. I can't think of it. Yeah, yeah. it's the continuation of kind of there you uh, go. Uh, the evolution, <laughs> the evolution of of that of that ideal. So um, one thing, like this movie starts in 1991 too, which I mean, I okay, I want to say I do like the whole spy type things. This movie where, where every time they have a different location on the in big letters in big white lettering in the front of the screen, it says whatever city it is. Or I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a big fan of that. The Russian bunker thing is interesting because, I mean, again, you get to see Winter Soldier being they pull out the stupid red book. They they say words to him and then he <laughs> and, and they shock him and then he ends up becoming uh, the Winter Soldier. And I, I thought that was it's interesting. Yeah, it's a good open. I mean, again, it's it's building a little bit of mystery, um, kind of 
like, we kind of know how he's began because you know, we've kind of seen this over a couple movies now. But this is, I think, more of the benef- more for the benefit of those who haven't seen, you know, you know, Winter Soldier. You know, really don't know who this person is. Very visual. It's very uh, painful <laughs> looking. Yeah, yeah, it does is. not look does not look pleasant, which is nice. Maybe not quite as painful as Blade and his <laughs> his <laughs> his grimace and growl. But yeah, like it's, when you got the serum. <laughs> his his uh, serum scream but uh yeah no this is a uh it's a good beginning you know it opens up with kind of the catalyst for what's going to happen you don't know what's in the book you really don't know you know there's a programming code just because that's the language of how these movies work and yeah we get our we, we, we get our intro into to bucky i do find it interesting that he ended up in the soviet union after what happens in world war ii with Hydra. I did think that was interesting how he's now a Russian agent or Soviet Union agent, which I know that's what the Winter Soldier is. But I don't know. I just found it interesting. Mm-hmm. And is that how it is in the comic? He's a Soviet? Yes. Yeah, I think that's the. Oh, God damn, I can't think of words this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. The red star in his arm. That's what that represents. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't I don't remember all the basics of Winter Soldiers. I never bothered to read the comic where he first appears, but I know that's what it's referenced. I know that's what happened. So I can tell you that much. Oh, good radio. So <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's it, like, OK, it, I don't know. I, I like Winter Soldier a lot. My first ever seen Winter Soldier, like the character was in Marvel Ultimate Alliance before I didn't know the character existed. So, I mean, he's yeah, also not I, that old of a character. I think that was the same for me. Voiced by uh, the over the top Cam Clark, of course. So, I mean, it, it's it's all right. Then it goes right to a car accident, which it's cool how they show it. But they show that car accident so often throughout this movie before they finally give you the whole story of it. Like, oh, you see this car accident. You see these people crash. You see him open up something and take it out of the trunk. You see the serum. I think then it then it jumps to the next scene. Right? Yeah, I think it does that a lot. Like you don't actually get to see that part until way later in the movie when you finally find out what happened. Yeah. At the end where they, they bookend it with the car yeah. crash. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a very effective, uh, you know, it's man, head on collision like that. Just it's wow. Just a really tough. Yeah, it's, it's just visually uh, striking. And uh, yeah, again, there's no context to it. It's just setting up this little scene. Someone gets into an accident and someone comes, <laughs> someone, uh, you know, comes to kind of finish him off. I forget if you see them finish something off. Obviously, they're not showing you that hand yet. Don't see any. If, if I remember correctly, and I just watched this last night, uh, you don't see anything. You just see him get the stuff out of the car. You don't see him yeah. beating anybody mm-hmm. up. Yeah, he gets four blue bags of goop. Um, <laughs> hey, Marvel loves their goop, right? Bright yeah. colored goop is, is is super in in this uh, cinematic universe. So. I mean, they don't explain <laughs> what it is for a while. No, it's fine. Just building intrigue, right? Okay, then... Yeah, we'll, we'll go with intrigue. <laughs> uh, maybe I was when I first saw this movie, but I didn't know where it was going. Now I'm just like, uh, okay. Yeah, that's the problem with doing this when you you know what's going on. It's like you're piecing stuff from the end to this. Like, was it here that we saw it, or is it later? Yeah, I and again, I forget things because. In this movie, I think was I drunk when I saw this? <laughs> maybe I might. I maybe I saw so again. I. I didn't remember a ton. I remember the big moments, right? But this I didn't remember, and it's very effective. It's like uh, when Tony's talking later on about his parents dying. Like, did, I can't remember if he knew, like, that it was here that it happened. I don't know. I he can't remember. T- yeah, he I can't remember if he talked about it in that scene. He doesn't talk about it in that scene, but later on when he sees that road, he goes, "I know that road." So right. yeah. he knew yeah. that they died on this road, or he, he knew of it. My brain filling in the blanks. 
Yeah. So then we, uh, I guess we jump to Lagos. Yeah, Lagos. What? Where is that city? Is that a city? I think it's a country. Oh, okay. Huh. Make Let's look up. Um, we all have computers in front of us, y'all. <laughs> There's no way to know. It's a, you'll never know. <laughs> hey, let me bust out the old atlas and see. City in Nigeria. Um, city in Nigeria. Okay. There you go. Because Lagos is. Oh yeah, no. I, okay, I was skipping a part. I was thinking that we jumped. Or did I skip that part? Or isn't it after? Nope, I was skipping a part. Okay, so yeah, we go to Lagos. Okay, I know it was not here. I was thinking of the college scene, and for some reason, so I was in the wrong place in my head. Oh, I got you. Okay, so uh, Lagos is interesting. I mean, this part makes me a little upset because I am, because of Avengers game, a big fan of Crossbow. And like when this first <laughs> part starts off, and you have you have Captain America, you have you have the Avenger the, the the Avenger team from the end of Age of Ultron. They're in the city. They're in kind of incognito, watching, <laughs> waiting for something. So yeah, they got one in the the uh, the MCU disguise in air quotes of just wearing a baseball hat. That's it. Like, you see a lot of baseball hat disguises <laughs> in this movie. It's very funny. Oh yeah, I made notes of it each time because it's. I think it would. I mean, I honestly think that can work for some people. Yeah, it just because they shouted it out in uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, it always cracks me up whenever they do. Whenever I see him do it now. It's very funny. It's kind of like it's good, but you have to sling it low. It has to be a low, low baseball cap. Yeah, yeah. Muted colors, usually kind of dirty, worn in. Yeah, pretty good. Not wrong. It's a very funny little trope that they kind of maintain. I, it's I, I like. I don't know. I just really like this part. I think it's amusing. I like the banter. I, I think part of it is that you don't get a lot of that in this in this movie where they're actually being like as a team. This is like, and it's also the one time you see this particular team being a team. I think that's another uh-huh. part of me that kind of sticks out because I like this team. I'm I like Falcon, Witch, Captain America, Black Widow. Again, not enough Scarlett Johansson in this movie. Not enough. <laughs> no, yeah, well, I mean, there. we know you're a fan. We know you're a fan. Oh yeah, we. I saw I, that picture yeah. of all our hairstyles from each movie. In my computer. <laughs> there you go. So. I, it's yeah. This is good. I, I there. We haven't seen any action scene of them as a team yet in the entire MCU, if memory serves. Yeah, because yeah. Age of Ultron, they break up and then this team forms. And then that's right. The end of, so the yeah, this is the only. Yeah, this is the only time you see them as a cohesive team. And it's good. It's introducing, again, reintroducing everyone, all the characters, kind of their skill sets and what they can do as they track down the target. Uh, this, of course, is what is the name of this person? I just kept calling him Skullface. Brock uh, Rumlow. Crossbones. Crossbones. Okay. He's from Winter Soldier. He's the one of the goons in Winter Soldier that they end up rescuing at the very end. Yeah, the Falcon fights hand hand to hand. Yeah, Man, shut yeah. the hell up. <laughs> he's the uh, he's the former uh, homie of Captain America. He was right. on that side of the world, and he kind of broke bad. Yeah, I fine. Uh, this is a really fun action scene. Um, a lot of cool. Again, kind of a tech demo for what everyone's doing. For a lot of these action scenes, I just wrote highlights. I wasn't gonna go. <laughs> I didn't. Because I didn't either i'd be stopping it every 10 five seconds because uh, these things run it was fast cool. i i did like the action in this part when they fight as a team and I, I like how you see a couple scenes where they bounce off each other and they work together i really like this part mm-hmm. one yeah. note that i did put is that this team has no restraint like sam is shooting people and shooting missiles cap rips the gas mask off the guy once they're in the uh, infectious disease place like are they trying to kill these guys I saw that as at, with Cap at least was it was like knockout gas that it was yeah it, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't the infectious disease yet they hadn't gotten to that that was later yeah, yeah that makes sense because so, yeah. uh, all the scientists and whatnot are laying on the ground so yeah yeah I don't know just, I didn't put that. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, he wasn't trying to kill him. I mean, Captain America never really tried to kill anybody in this movie. Mm-hmm. Now, other characters try to kill people in this movie, but not Captain America. Oh, yeah. In the, uh, so, go ahead. Like Sam, when the, the guys are shooting on him, he puts the wings up to block the bullets, and he, like, sends two missiles down on him. Like, <laughs> I know. Those people are dead. I wrote that down, too. I was like, you could have just opened with that. Like, you know, <laughs> it is pretty cool with him shielding himself with his wings and kind of firing away. But, yeah, I was like, eh, you know what, too much effort. Pew, pew. Plus, I think took a goofy ass character like Falcon and made him truly badass in the MCU. I think I said yeah. that in Winter Soldier too. Let me say it again. It's been he's months still not great. <laughs> he's still not very good really? at the superhero thing. He's not good at at much. Um, I do like his little drone that he calls what do you call him Red Wing. <laughs> Red I think Wing. it was. That was cute. He's like yeah, in, in the comics, he's an actual hawk or Falcon. Yeah. Falcon, sorry, he's an actual Falcon in the comic. But in here, they decided that'd be too dumb and went this route instead. I like it. Yeah, I do Fine. too. I mean, yeah, I can't have a weird falcon guy running around no, he, would need, he would need his own backstory he would need his own movie if it's weird falcon guy from some planet <laughs> That's fair. yeah just, just give him a backpack with wings and let's call it a day and we'll make him halfway decent as a superhero he's clearly the weak link in this group because you really only need one person well you need two people in this group really um don't even really need black widow you need scarlet witch and captain america because scarlet witch is so op <laughs> she she is the band-aid the writers use for this movie how do we get yeah. out of this how do we get out of this scene i'll just make Scar- let's let scarlet witch do a thing <laughs> with mind magic the also the best thing about her is they her powers in the throughout the mcu change a little bit because even in the <laughs> comics her powers are just like the same thing you just said just whenever you need it this time we'll just write it in that's her powers yep. today like there's no it's not yeah. defined until they got to the point where it's like uh she just warps reality so she can do whatever she wants yeah, she's she's just the, the the wild card. She's the Joker in the deck that you can just use whenever you need a a link out. So, which is fine though. Whenever she's you know doing her doing her mind um, manipulation or you know telekinesis, all that fun stuff, it's cool. It's visually interesting. Um, big like things her. fall down and go boom, and <laughs> I, I I I giggle and laugh. Oh, we kind of skipped over, but right before that, the whole they st- they start fighting where Crossbones gets into the building to steal the biohazard thing that they're all scared of you have that cool i like that scene with the battering ram where the guy's in the garbage truck they're like oh that's where that garbage truck's full uh, completely full and the guy's got a gun i I like that scene oh it's great it's great it's it's, it's a cool scene big thing slams into bigger object flips over yeah takes out that the stone archway it's yeah cool yeah, one very moment effective. that I enjoy just because it had Black Widow is there's a part where you have the four guys running because they, they, they're going off the truck with the biohazard. Crossman tells them to split up and Scarlett Johansson's running after him, Black Widow. And I like the scene where she starts taking him down. Like, I, again, oh. you don't get enough of her in this movie. So I was like, fantastic. okay, I some Black Widow. I'm happy. That's fantastic. It's so good. Again, I, I jokingly say you don't need Black Widow, but man, am I glad she's there. She's really, really uh, effective. She takes out like six dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Just she's jumping the and best kicking. Thing in and movie. She's yeah. wonderful. Uh, she's so fun to watch. Um, again, um, just take out, um, just be effective and, and agile and interesting yeah. to watch. You know, Perfect. it's not just dudes punching each other. Well, there's a lot of dudes just punching punching each other in this, <laughs> as we'll find out later. It's a, yes, it's is. definitely um, fun to watch her just be a martial artist. Yeah, her fight choreography is always awesome. And that scene of her chasing the guy 100% remind me of Sleeping Dogs, where you're chasing. <laughs> people i i don't know this oh it's a good one it's a good game okay and we gotta see the widow's kiss i don't i can't this we brought it up multiple times you can never remember where it originated but it's absolutely in this movie age of ultron okay where she tries to use it on crossbones and he's like i don't work that way anymore no it might have been a winter soldier too 
Yeah, I think it was Winter Soldier. I, I did like that, that he has no nerves anymore because, you know, he had a building dropped on him. Yeah. And he says, so. you can't go through. Or That's from the arcade <laughs> game. Never mind. <laughs> I will never not bring that up when I get oh, very nice, closet. very nice. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, is that is that the multi screen? Is that the multi screen? No, that's something I'm thinking no, of. That's X-Men. X-Men, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'm thinking of X-Men. Sorry. Sorry. Brain doesn't work right now. As of this recording, my, my daughter's five weeks old. So if 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 there are long pauses as my synapses try to connect, <laughs> don't worry, they won't hear them. They probably won't know, but they'll hear me just be, uh, just stop talking and just they won't bolt. hear that either. No, no, the all gets cut out and edit. Ah, yes, the magic of editing. Yes, every space that we have is gone by the time that people hear hear an episode. Uh, I even get rid of we if we repeat ourselves, I get rid of some of that too. It just gets gone. Good, good, good. Thank you for making me sound less stupid. Exactly. This is our first movie recording of me getting out of the hospital too, so my my brain's not hundred percent yet either. Gotcha. Gotcha. We're all impaired as we watch this two and a half hour movie and attempt to talk about it at length and in detail. So enjoy y'all. Mike's been overworked and moving, so he's got that excuse. Yeah, it's not going so well. (laughs) All right. So I I do I the whole crossbone fight when you have a cap fighting crossbones and everything, I thought that was badass because he kinda holds crossbone holds his own against Cap. And it's a cool ass fight because crossbones is not really there's nothing that special about him. He's just a regular guy. He's got those like piston gauntlets, which are pretty cool. Okay, those are cool. Yeah, and is that from the uh from the comic as well? He has the his piston gauntlets. I don't know. One for punching, one for stabbing, you know. It reminded me of a fallout with the uh the power fists. Yes. Uh huh. Absolutely. I don't. I don't think they're from the comics, but I could be wrong. As far as crossbones goes, I don't. The only time I think I've seen him is in that Captain America: The Avengers scan. He's not a really well-known character, but at all, he's a very unknown character. I mean, I have his first appearance just because of that stupid game. <laughs> but and my wife bought it for me when we first got together but it's not he's a, he's not used a lot he's a very unknown character i would say so yeah. don't you should it's not nothing wrong you never heard of him or don't really yeah. know much about him. and i don't think they refer to him as crossbones either they do not you? yeah so good i'm glad i called him Skullface. kill him like I, okay i when i when i first saw trailers for this movie and i saw he's in the movie i was excited i'm like we get crossbones yeah i, I mean i literally was excited because i like crossbones and then they fucking just kill him <laughs> in the scene in a dumb way where he starts talking to cap he's like bucky Bucky, you like when Cap like, well, why do you say that name? Why do you say Martha? Like, that's the same idea that I get. And then, I mean, and then because he says it, he completely doesn't pay any attention to the guy wearing a fucking bomb on his jacket. And he just stops. I mean, I understand, like, you know, he's very emotional about Bucky, but it's just one of those things where I feel like if you have a soldier's mindset, something like that is not going to take you out of the battle. Like your adrenaline's going to be going, everything you're not, it's not some name is not going to stop you from being the soldier that you are. I'm not a soldier, so I could be talking on my ass, but that's all I feel. But it's Bucky. But it's Bucky. (laughs) It's interesting. I just realized that as much as Bucky figures into Captain America's arc and how he kind of changes and breaks a bit in this movie, we've never still seen them really cement them as a as a as good friends. Like you would think he's a family member, like a brother. Uh, where they're just kind of war buds. And the only time you've really seen them interact, there's actually one little scene in this movie where they actually interact like human beings and not like soldier and robot. Right. They, they, you never really get that. So if you were watching this for the first time, again, kind of new to the series maybe, you have friends who are into this stuff, you go with them opening weekend, hey, this will be fun, I'll watch this Marvel movie. <laughs> You're not really going to get a sense of why 
Captain America basically destroys the Avengers for this guy, like for him. Again, you'd think it'd be like a brother, a family member. Um, yeah, he's, 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 he's your war buddy. Like I don't, I don't know yeah. where the affection comes from because because the, the reactions are so outsized. It's 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 a tough one. I guess the idea. If this is your first MCU up. movie, this is a bad jumping on point. It <laughs> Not good. <laughs> so many other movies throughout this one. Aren't these supposed <laughs> to be fun? Like, oh, this movie's not fun. No, no, it is not. Oh, I have a not note about that. It's 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 a it's a movie full of fun things to a very not fun end. There's so much fun in this movie, but at the end of the day, not much good happens. So I feel sorry for the people that had to watch this with people that and see only seen this one. Like, what's Sokovia? What what are they talking okay, about? I, the Sokovia <laughs> shit is. Mm, mm, I just well, we're almost there. But like, yeah. so after the bomb goes off, and because he's not because he's not paying attention because he got distracted because he said Martha. And you have where the bomb goes off and then you have Charlotte, which she grabs, she grabs it with her powers and she just moves it up and then blows up a building and they get blamed for it. And like, I feel like they shouldn't have taken as much blame as they did for it. Like, yes, they, they caused it. But if he, if she wouldn't have did that, the bomb would have killed all those people on the ground. And there's more people on the ground than there were probably in that building. I'm going to say. Yeah. I, I more than 11 people. I, it's interesting because. I agree. I think it's it's interesting because, but also you have to keep in mind, and this will come up when Ross is talking about Ross is the old senator government yeah. guy, Secretary right? Secretary of Defense. Okay, yeah. great. He when he's talking about he and he will see this next. He's he's basically talking about you guys cause nothing but problems, <laughs> right? You guys go in someplace, you fight the interstellar thing that no one else can fight. Great, thanks. But then you just kind of leave and you never really think much about the aftermath, which think back to all the Avengers movies that we've seen. And he does that in that reel. He's going through and saying, you destroyed buildings and there were probably people in there and they were you. There's a lot of suffering and pain goes along with this, probably because you guys don't really recognize, except for Captain America, what war is and what collateral damage is. Um, And this is the first time we've seen Scarlet or any Avenger actively kill people you know on accident right Mm -hmm. she got she took the bomb and she used her superpowers to throw it in the air just because get it away from my from my teammate and didn't even think where she was throwing it and that's what ross's point is and that's what makes this movie interesting is everybody has a good point everyone's got a point here there's no one's really wrong or super evil except our mustache twirler (laughs) <laughs> we'll get to him. He, we'll get to him. But One of he, the worst villains. He's not great. Not not good. I don't. He's between him and and uh, Redface from uh, original Captain America. But um, I like Redface way better. Yeah. Well, you have you have context from the from the comic books, and you've said he's good. I like Baron Zemo in the comics too. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Baron Zemo like, was never in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will get we'll get to that because I honestly don't have the context. But as far as this goes, I think it's extraordinarily effective for me, at least. I, you know, Captain America looks at it and he's seeing it firsthand where usually he's got one goal, right? The mission, right? The mission stop the giant space slugs coming out of space from the Avengers <laughs> or stop this, that and the other thing. But he actually sees this happen. The Scarlet Witch is just just distraught. Like she's destroyed over this. Like, oh, my God, what did I just do? And of course, this is the catalyst for yeah, this is the catalyst for uh, Ross coming in, the secretary of defense with the accord. Oh. Well, right before when you have Ross, you have the scene where you have young Tony and the VR glasses. Where yes, he's thank you. Fake. Mm-hmm. 
he's having like his fake uh, him talking to his dad, like, oh, only he went that way, where he's like, oh, I love you, dad, or, you know, they're not what actually happened. And then you have his whole speech. And I thought the speech part is interesting because the last time you see Tony Stark, well, it would have been Age of Ultron. Like, is Gwyneth Paltrow in Age of Ultron? Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't think. No, wait, no. Yeah, because they're not both him yeah. and Natalie and Natalie Part. Her and yeah, Natalie right. are gone because they make that kind uh, of hit. Yeah, yeah. Thor and Tony are jabbing each other over how great their significant others are. That's okay, right. Yeah, that's what it was. So the last time you saw when Paltrow's character was Pepper, uh. Pepper Potts was in Iron Man Three, <laughs> one of one of the best movies on this in the series. Shut up. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> um, I enjoyed it not that much. I did enjoy it more in this movie. Yeah, better than Avengers, evidently. I mean, oh, all right. <laughs> I, I did for some reason. I know you did. <laughs> I don't know why. Ah, we so, know why. Listen to the episode if you don't know why. Please listen to the episode, if, even if you know why, just because it needs more, if you haven't listened to it before. And, I don't know, this, the, the whole speech scene like that, where, you know, he has that, where he says Pepper Potts, and he gets all upset, walks away, he's, you know, he's like, I can't think about it anymore! Like, it's like, I'm like, eh, okay, I'll take it. But the, the hallway scene where he runs into this random lady who's just there, somehow... Just yeah. there, she and knew he was going to be there. Which, yep, yep, and she had she had access to MIT's basement. You know the back. Yeah, door, that's not. I was like, mm, yeah. I, I don't like that. I don't like how showing him one picture of some random kid who died when they stopped a world-ending event ends up spiraling him into like this chaotic idea of control and self-governance. And it's all because of, like, a lot of people died in Sokovia. Yes, you guys kind of failed. But if you didn't fail, the whole world was going to die. So pick your pick your poison. Like, what right. what's worse? A hundred people or, you know, I mean, as, in the favorite words of Spock, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And it, I mean, again, I understand, like, they did kind of fail. Ultron, Ultron was his mistake and his fault. But I don't know. I just it didn't like it. He even admits to it in this movie. Yeah. 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 I know. So I'm just to back up. I want to back up real quick to that scene, the the AR scene with the anyone gets a, a, a strong. I think a strong one. A a medium case of uncanny valley with uh, digitally <laughs> de-aged Tony. D, digitally de-aged Tony. Again, it's four years ago only, so it wasn't bad. I was looking intently because I watched this on my computer instead of a big screen. So I kind of leaned in. I'm like, <laughs> hmm, where are the cracks in this? Not many. It was pretty yeah. good, but again, it was kind of that uncanny valley. Of, I, I, I know something's wrong, but I can't place it. I don't like young Downey Jr. in the in any way. Like I just don't like him. <laughs> I mean, well, he's kind of the same, basically the same character as he was in the first Iron Man, only just, I just younger. Don't like the actor. Now, is yeah. it an actor or is it? How, I, I I don't want to get too 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 hung up on this bit, but is it is it not Robert Downey Jr. or pretending? No, I mean, is I'm not saying else? that. I just don't like young Robert Downey Jr. in general. Oh, I see. <laughs> I oh, he was an character. asshole. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah. He's, we all sucked when we were 17, 18. We <laughs> were terrible. No one was good. I don't know. I just don't. I, I, I don't care for him as an actor that much. I mean, he does great Iron Man, but I'm just not a big fan of him as an actor in general. That's fair. Definitely you here nor there. Yeah. I mean, the effect is kind of middle ground. It's not as good as D.H. Michael Douglas was in Ant-Man, but it looks better than Tiny Steve in the first Captain America. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Technology has definitely uh, <laughs> has definitely moved us forward in that regard. So, well, plus it makes with Captain America it's harder because you know Chris Evans is a big guy on this real little body, where this is just mm-hmm. a younger looking, you know, Robert Downey Jr., which you would have seen in other movies like U.S. Marshals. He's in U.S. Also, uh, remember this barf acronym because that's going to come back around in a later movie. Oh, I uh, no, at least at least one person here hasn't seen, so we'll talk about that when it comes up. I forgot <laughs> they did this new <laughs> no, I just, the Catalyst for the movie. This whole that everything with that the whole 
everything with this whole part to me, I do not like. I do not like how one little, you know, one little picture somebody shows him ends up having him spiral, which, again, it's because he has more conflict going on than he's acknowledging that this that this is able to set him off the catalyst to Mm -hmm. do so many bad decisions. I don't know. It just just you know what he needs to do. He just needs to build something. That's it. You build you just something. <laughs> snap. Just build you're good. Something. Get over it. Just build it and get over it. Move on with your life. That movie. <laughs> I, I, I did enjoy it, but those, some of the, some parts of that movie. Uh. All right, and then you have the this TV. Is the, real quick, this is the first time that he's been face-to-face with someone that, that he's basically wronged somehow because he killed this woman's son, and he has he to look really her in the wrong. eyes. Well, well I mean... Ultron being his creation, Ultron was going to kill everyone, and they were doing their best to stop Ultron and lower the amount of death. Yeah. But the thing is, and this is, again, not to camp out too much on this, but this is a major theme of this. This is a major theme of this movie is he's never seen it face to face. They never stick around to like really assess what they've done. It sounds like they do the thing, they save the day, and they leave. Mm-hmm. And they're Zemo. never in. Yeah. Zemo spells that out at the end, too. Yeah. And they're never in the aftermath. They never help clean up the mess where an army, you know, military or anything, usually does. Right. They, it's not. Yeah, you know, it, and that's what makes this very interesting. And he sees this as, okay, there's stakes to what I do. It's not, yes, there are global galactic stakes, but there are people behind this that are hurt and hurt irrevocably. And um, I think why this is a quick and easy way, you know, to kind of get this done. Because again, this has to be, this is a movie. We got to move. Like, he can't go on this emotional journey through this. It's already two and a half hours long. It's already two and a half hours. We can't spend eight hours on this. It's effective and it works, you know, and it's a good juxtaposition to him just recently, you know, two minutes before giving an auditorium full of MIT students full funding on their projects. Here, money solves everything. Here's some Mm -hmm. cash. Don't worry about taxes. Steven says the generosity is usually the product of guilt. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's it's it's a very poignant point. And her just letting him know, hey, you did this mm-hmm. directly. You killed my son. And I think that was a, a dagger in an already fractured person, because he also mentions this, too, in um, Ultron, I think it was. Because he built Ultron to end the Avengers. You know, we shouldn't be doing this. Like, we need to retire and let's put something in place that'll actually save and, and keep it, keep the status quo going because these stakes are getting higher and higher. And when, you know, monsters from space come down, you know, we're just people on Earth, right? So it's very, very interesting. And I think it's very good, even though it's quick and a little ham handed, kind of have to do that. Yeah, and I just, I don't know why. It's just, again, I'm not a fan of this movie in general. Like, I don't like how, like, you have this next part where Wanda's watching TV in, in her apartment and you have them see what's going on and how it's affecting them and how they, you know, they see that they kind of have failed. And it's like, yes, you guys made a mistake in Lagos. Yes, you people died, but you, you guys, you know, again, it's just a lot of, you know, politics in this movie with what the whole idea that they want the Avengers to be a, a group controlled by the United Nations that they tell them where to go and they don't act on their own, which I understand. But I this is also when you have the Ross meeting. And for those that don't know, this is the first time Ross shows up since Incredible Hulk, which <laughs> is oh, yeah. of an MCU movie. Like it, it wasn't originally, but they made an MCU movie. They're like, yeah, see, mm-hmm. see, he's he's part of the MCU. Yeah, and he's crucial in this part. And he and this is when he lays out the the very good argument for them need to be over to be overseen. You know, yeah. we want to use you. We, we want to deploy you. We want you to basically be an arm of the military, like a UN arm of the military. Makes Can't sense. just go off and do what you want to do. Can't just run around the globe. 
ignoring jurisdictions, right? Ignoring treaties, just without a country, really, although you represent the U.S., your leader has a giant shield with the stars <laughs> and stripes on it. But really, right? You're just going in and yes, you're saving the day and you're doing the things normal people could not. Although I don't know if he really acknowledges that per se. You're causing a lot of problems, right? So we need to rein you in and we need to, you know, summon the Avengers when we need to summon the Avengers. You can't just be this renegade group. Um, obviously, um, Tony Stark is the one who brought him in um, because I, I think that, again, that was that catalyst for him to realize, no, we need to we need these regulations and rules. Very interesting turn from Mr. Maverick, you know, does whatever he wants into this guy that says, no, I, I need someone to hold me to a leash. Uh, of course, Captain America is like, we need to be autonomous. We can be under a government that's probably going to have ulterior motives, which, of course, they're going to because it's a government. That's we want to control. That's the whole point. So the two ideologies are set. It's and I, pretty, I, pretty close to how it happens in the comics. The actual Civil War is the new warriors are fighting a villain team and a villain named Nitro blows up a school bus full of kids. And it basically comes down to shields like we need to keep track of you people so this kind of stuff doesn't happen again and it's the same thing where tony's on board and caps against it and that's what causes the split there yeah it's 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 a it's a very interesting battle of ideologies where it's now what we've started in avengers Um, this is this battle between captain america and iron man has we've been building towards this yeah oh yeah references to any they've always had a shaky alliance when there's a greater good to strive for but they are opposite sides of the spectrum as far as where the direction of the team should go and as the two figureheads of it that's that's where this schism begins and again both have very good points they do they have a good point right yeah you know? i just I, I like cap a lot in general i think so that makes me less like what happens in this movie Captain Cap is ultimately again. I can't say Cap is actually right because in this movie he actually ends up being right-ish, just going about it the wrong but way. He, and, yeah, like becoming you know. a criminal and everything else that happened. Like, I mean, I understand the point that Sokovia records, and if it was real life, I would agree with it because you wouldn't want to have people being free. Oh, also, to Mike's point with Civil War, they're they're taping it when it happened. They have a reality mm-hmm. TV show, right? Because you know that, that reality TV shows host they know best. Ooh, do they know best? So <laughs> it, it's one of those like you know if that's another thing yeah. that has that whole civil war conflict of why everyone gets upset in the comic because they tape it and broadcast it in live TV when it happens. Right? They kind of fuck up. But yeah. this movie does take a really dark. So after you have the Sokovi record, it takes a really fucking dark turn when it goes to Cleveland. Like I, <laughs> I remembered this bits and pieces of this part, but not. Everything I just you know, so you have Baron Zemo, you find who the actor playing Baron, you find out can be Baron Zemo, ends up getting to a car crash outside this guy's house. This random guy pulls out a gun, he's all like you know, nervous, and guy's knocking on his door, hey, let me in, let's we can deal with it ourselves, we don't need to get the cops involved. And as soon as he says cops, the guy's like, no, no, police, no, and then he lets him in, and he punches him in the face. And I'm just thinking to myself, if you're some Russian agent or something, maybe you'd be a little smarter about how you open that door. <laughs> I mean, you know, I you, know. They're, they're he's he's a few decades removed from from everything that happened yeah, in Russia. So yeah, because the giant thing said 1991 in my face, and I was like, oh okay, well now I remember <laughs> what the year this is. Thank you. That's another little... thing that bugs me about this movie, but we will we will get there when we get there. But that yeah, this yeah. whole like because the whole thing with him going here is he's trying to get mission report 
Oh, God. Okay. December 16, 1991. So he goes in the house. He ties up the guy. He puts him in a fucking sink upside down, turns the water on. So it's constantly filling up towards the point where he's going to die. And he keeps just saying mission report, whatever the hell Mike just said. And I'm just like, God, can't you ask some other questions? Can't you say something else? Like, tell me mission report. Tell me. Like, I'm like, oh, God. Like, just he's not going to tell you. And the mission report is basically... The mission report is basically the code to activate Winter Soldier, right? No, this no, is no. what happened to the, oh, the right, car right, right. crash at the beginning. That's what's so stupid is that all he's trying to figure out is the car crash that he knows happened that kills Tony Stark's father, and he wants the evidence of it so he can show Tony later on in this movie so they can fight each other. Like, it, gotcha. It, it's, it, you, I was I would have been okay with him trying to figure out how to control Winter Soldier or something else. All he wants is one fucking mission, and it, it, it irritates me. It, yeah. This is this is a very long road to get what you want, right? This is yes. he's taking the long way home. As my mom used to say, my mom used to say, uh, we're, we're taking Perkins way, which basically meant we're going to go the long way, which also meant I don't know where I'm going. How do I get to where we're <laughs> I don't know where my destination is. We're going to take Perkins way. I don't know who this Perkin is, but I don't like his style. <laughs> he's got to get to get and I got time. I didn't got no time for you to lollygag in the forest of Pennsylvania. Let's let's get to the. Let's get to the candle shop. I mean, anyway. That's the thing, though. My my mother-in-law and my mother both like to take long ways for stuff. They'll take the roads that they know. Where me, I'm just like, my GPS says, this is fastest. We're going this way. <laughs> that's right. I have a robot that directs me. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> I, that that robot. the time and whatnot. Yeah. Indeed. There's, no, there's so, no wanderlust in me. Did you like this sync scene where the guy is slowly about to die? Because I hated it. I Even though for, he's oh, clearly above the edge of the sink at one point, and then somehow yeah. he's underneath all the water. I know. <laughs> I thought he was going to move him. He doesn't move him. They just, you know, move the sink. Yeah, it's like the, the sink is full. Like, it's clearly <laughs> full. I, I, It's funny. I, I couldn't remember. I'm, as for, when I first saw him dangling, I'm like, is this waterboarding? Because I've heard of waterboarding. Mm. But actually, is this it? Because I don't know what no, waterboarding is, I clearly. I think that's where they put, like, the sack over their head, and they drip the water on yes. until they go insane. Yes. Uh, they don't yes. drip the water. They drown you. They put the they put the bag or a cloth over your mouth. They tip you kind of upside down to your slant. They pour the water over you. Pour the water over you so it's um you like start drowning. Then they stop and they keep doing. It. That's what waterboarding is. Yeah, that's oh. not great. Um, so I I didn't I didn't know. I I I'm like I don't think that's waterboarding. So anyway, so this, um, this is straight torture. Up <laughs> yeah, this this murder technique is horrifying because this water is going to now enter your nostril also, like it enters a drain. Why doesn't he just? Sh- I would. I don't know. I just felt like it was just unnecessary, like un- unnecessary to show. I mean, kind of felt like to show you him being a villain. But I guess he is a. He was a special op. So yeah. kill squad. Type. Still fail to see how Toby Maguire's older brother here was able to get this big Russian dude upside down. It doesn't seem <laughs> like he'd just, be strong enough. I just thought of that. Like, how'd you heft him up there? Like, is there, is there a pulley in this guy's <laughs> ramshackle house that you can just kind of use? You know, leverage. That's a very. I just literally thought that as you were speaking. Yeah, that's weird. Um, this doughy, dough faced boy who's actually a very good actor. Uh, I think he plays this role beautifully. I mean, it's, it's the role is in. I think great and that character itself isn't great but his performance is very good daniel Bruhl, he's most well known he was in inglorious bastards he plays the um the nazi soldier who um shot 85 people from one bell tower and made some get, gets a movie made about him if you haven't seen inglorious bastards it's very good that's a good um, movie it's very good so he played yeah that's what i remember him from uh, mostly um he's a very good actor and plays this role very well too effect but you know not his fault <laughs> but yeah this is this is weird this is just very unsettling and i did not giggle and laugh because you know me and water don't like it 
I'm not a fan. <laughs> so no, nah, it wasn't it wasn't uh wasn't a chuckle fest for me on this one. Okay. It, it's probably one of the darkest one of the darkest scenes of this movie for me. And then you have the Avenger meeting where he where they're talking again about signing the Sokovia Accords, and this is when Cap gets the, the text message saying that she died in her sleep. Yeah. And I, I you know, where he go, he ends up going to London because Peggy Carter f- died after all this time. I mean, I thought that was kind of a cool little scene. It, it felt like you didn't really need it, but I guess it was more to break down Cap to show that he has nobody left from his past other than Bucky. I feel like that was the only really point of it. Mm. Well, I Which, mean, she's been in each of the other Captain America movies to some degree, too. So then, yeah, uh, but I still don't think on that. Eh, I mean, it's, you're not wrong. It, it's a very roundabout way of him realizing a um, the secret agent lady friend across the hall was actually <laughs> Peggy's oh, niece. Mm, we're we're going to get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah with Aggie Peggy. Oh, yeah, there's a I'll scream. Yeah. We, we, we're all I think, on the same page of this nonsense. <laughs> yep. So yeah, without even saying it. Yeah, it's kind of a roundabout way. Like you said, he's kind of closing the book on Peggy here. Um, and this is also like the Peggy catalyst. A lot. Like, I'm a big fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I know, yeah. too, but character, I mean, you, again, you haven't seen Angie Carter yet, which someday I will again. But I mean, they she's such an awesome character. And and in this just I don't know. I mean, I understand the point of it, but it just felt like more to break down Steve. And then but that scene where Black Widow shows up to see Cap, she's like, I just didn't want you to be alone. She's like, I, I know you're not going to sign. And she just hugs him. And again, I'm like, oh, I love Scarlett Johansson in this movie. Mm. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, again, she just I mean, I, I, I don't blame them again for not but the, for him not signing. But the whole just the way that the records go and just because they don't sign it, they become villains so quickly kind of bugs me, too. Because, again, it's a reach out to Civil War, where in Civil War, the comic, the whole idea is that when you sign these rec- these records, you're not so but you sign the thing, your secret identity is out there for everyone to see. And a big thing in the comic is that like, mm. people don't if people knew Peter Parker, they're going to go kill Aunt May. They're going to go kill Mary Jane to get right. to Peter Parker. Right. And that's the whole idea. But in the MCU, they couldn't really go that route because everyone knows who everybody is. Yeah. There's they're no celebrities. Yeah. 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 And and just to back up very quickly to that aunt the, to the um to the Peggy scene in the funeral. I, it really does also galvanize Captain America in his decision right because i think at that point he was still kind of wavering like tony's got a point but then you know the niece gives this you know speech basically saying no no stick your guns into the ground or stick your feet into the mud whatever my my my, my aunt you know stood for what she believed in and never gave an inch and he's like gotcha yeah, gotcha movie to, oh yeah you're talking right, about that. that speech too the when the world tells you to move you plant yourself like a tree and you say no you move she stole that from steve that's from the first captain america movie oh yeah you're right yeah he's right cool oh and it's in the the beginning of the avengers game and it's a really awesome scene so if you haven't seen that check it out neat oh cool okay I cool. forgot. I was wondering why it sounded familiar, but I couldn't remember where. <laughs> and she looks at him like she. Yeah. And why is he sitting? In, him. Yeah. And question: Why is he sitting in the front row with Falcon? Like, shouldn't you be like mid back? You're not a number one family member in this group. Like, yeah, you should. Sure? Kind of dance with her back yeah, in the forties. But you're a third rower, like you're a third or fourth rower. Yeah, you're no, not immediate family. Didn't she have kids? If I remember right, in Winter Show, they talked oh, yeah. about she got married and had kids. Yeah, yeah, she has kids. She, you're she right. Why the fuck is he life? in the first row? Why in the yeah, first she, row? It's the Usher's first like, what, This is a reserve for family, and he's like, I'm, I'm a main character. I'm allowed to sit up here. Mind the six, sir. He, he kind of like he has the he doesn't have the shield on him. I guess now I've been super silly, but he be like, do you see this face? <laughs> This handsome face you've seen on TV a thousand times. He pulls out. He pulls a Robin Hood mentite. Pulls out the script. It says, "It says here I sit in the front row." <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, well, all right, cool. After you, the usher just leads him in. You know, front row corner. 
Uh, you're right it's funny i and i also thought this is not again i don't want to linger on these things we have a lot of pages of notes to go through i lots but uh i i had to think when he was helping you know you carry the casket you know uh Paul Bear, I guess, mm-hmm. carrying the casket in. I just thought he's like he really could have just done it himself. Like, imagine if everybody was in front of him, he was just kind of like carrying this whole casket up the aisle, very comically. Not of wrong. You, of course, you cannot do that, but because that would be silly. But it made me chuckle during a very I mean, sad scene. It might have made me enjoy the movie a little bit more. You know? <laughs> uh, just yeah, no, it would have obviously been silly, but I couldn't help but think, yeah. He could just handle that himself. He could probably like just toss it through, you know, risky business. I've never seen risky business. This is the second time somebody's brought up risky business in this week in my life. You don't have to. Just (laughs) know. I never am going to. I'm going to keep it that way. I've never seen it. I have to. All right. Enough of that. Damn crap. Uh, So what the hell is the next scene? I can't even remember because my notes aren't pulling up. Uh, Under Vienna. Okay. Um, Yes. This frustrates me because, OK, I'm going to get some. Re- I'm going to go a little deep here for a second. So we go to Vienna. You have this, them signing the accord, the United Nations get involved. And this is the first time you get to see Chad, uh, Chadwick Boseman in mm-hmm. this movie. Yep. And we are recording this in October, October of 2020, late October. And this just hit me a little bit. Too. I mean, yeah. Me and Mike were talking about this off camera. And this is it, it's like it was sad. Like he and I'll try and you know, it was, you know, he, he's such a great actor. He did such a great, great job playing Black Panther. And then to see in the scene, I was like, man, it's 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 too bad that, you know, we lost him so soon. You know, he was so young, too. And just, you know, it would I would have loved to see more of what he would have done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it's it was it, it definitely hit. And, and, and from the film's perspective, you know, we don't know he's Black Panther um, unless you know. <laughs> I went a little off. No, 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 no. Oh, no, that's fine. No, I. Sorry, I, I kind of cut off your emotional kind of tribute. No, you're fine. no, no. You're right. It's it's it, it hit it hit hard. It, it definitely just kind of stung. Yeah, I would have loved to see a lot of Black Panther, a lot of Wakanda. I'm sure we won't stop seeing Wakanda. Oh, you'll um, see uh, I don't know because uh, it's been within within the last couple of days. The actress that played Shuri said that it it wouldn't feel right doing a Black Panther sequel wow, without him. Oh, I didn't see hear that. Yeah, uh, but- and. I, I yeah. still think we're going to get at least another movie. Oh, yeah, because Disney likes money, so it's bound to yes. happen in some way. And it's already in production. And computers can computers can make people. You know, we, we just make just remake they're, them. That's fine. Just, just that's They're going to do something. There's no way it's just going to stop. I mean, yeah. I don't know why. I mean, I understand where people are coming from, but all the millions of dollars have been put into something like this. I mean, there's... You're not going to stop. So. Mm-hmm. They should just stop. Just don't. Yeah. Just don't. But like you said, like you said, Mike, it's, uh, Michael, rather, it's um, Disney likes money. So moving on and just trucking along. But yeah, it so, was sad to see him see him there. And, and um, he is dearly missed. He's, and he's then when you have there. so shortly after you have his father, they're about to have a speech or something. And a bomb goes off in a van down the street or across the street and somehow blows up and damages this building, too. This is pretty dumb. I, this 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 does. This is very dumb because bothered me. Yeah, no, a and lot. it should because, like, how did this van get right in front of the UN? Or I guess we're at the UN, right? Yeah, yeah. the UN Vienna. How did this? How did this truck just bowl through the the barricades? Like, you you think they would close off? I don't know the block with all of the major leaders of the world gathered. The guy who worked in a secured building at one point, they would. I mean, hell, in the building I worked at, which wasn't you know a government building or anything, they would go through and they would swab things to see if you you know to check for gunpowder. Yeah. And so they would have caught, I feel like they would have caught this bomb or something. Like somebody would have got there, but that's not the part that bothers me the most. The part that bothers me the most is after the bomb goes off, very shortly after a picture, a very blurry like picture is seen of Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier. And they're like, oh, he did it. And 
this just screams to me a history thing. So I'm gonna. This is the rant I was gonna talk about. So in history, when it when Oswald shoots Kennedy, it's very quickly that Oswald's been targeted as the guy they're looking for. Oswald, they know it's Oswald. Yet in when you think about history, they shouldn't know it's Oswald because the fucker shot him from a freaking building. Nobody saw him, but they knew right where to find him and everything. Which again, to me, you know, and this being a whole setup because it wasn't Bucky Barnes, maybe think of real life Kennedy where. I, I don't I don't believe Oswald was the only fire shooter, but <laughs> that's what it made oh. me think of it. Because, I mean, again, you find out that it's all a setup in, in this movie where that's why right. the picture goes out immediately. That's why they know who they're looking for. They know where to find them because it's all a setup. This guy trying to start a fight and he knows what he's doing. So he plants things in the right places for people to find them. Well, we learn in uh, what is it, the X-Men Days of Future Past that Magneto accidentally Shot Kennedy while he was trying to save him because Kennedy. Someone else shot Kennedy. He tried to pull the bullet out, and that's why the bullet moved. <laughs> oh, that's right. I love that though. It's a pretty good movie. Kennedy I, was a mutant. That's it. Yeah. You, the, yeah. Wow. Okay. I. This is. <laughs> you know. I mean. I don't mind this so much as a frame job. I think. I think in the real world, when things like this happen, like Kennedy or like anything really, everyone needs a fast villain. Like we need someone to hate immediately. Wait. And I think government people or people in power want to find someone fast hey you want to bring the person to justice right like you you want to bring them down but i sometimes believe that they're less concerned with the accuracy of their work as opposed to the immediacy for optics and for a host of other reasons so i could see them jumping on this like oh winter soldier there's a there's a blurry face had to be him who else oh, no, could it possibly be I don't blame them for jumping on it and attacking right. it as they did. It just it just reminded me of a real life event. That's yeah. All. No, no, you're right, and it's it has some it draws some parallels for sure. Yeah, give the in, instant gratification to the worried uh, spectators, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. right. I it's, mean, but again, the whole bomb that the fact that the bomb just went up that high <laughs> bugs me. No, I, I don't think it. You would have needed a bomb. A bomb for that power to do what it did from that height would have fucking destroyed everything nearby. You couldn't. It would have made more sense that there was a bomb inside the room. Sure. That does it because, I mean, if history taught us anything when it comes to bomb, like if you're not in the right space, it's not going to work. It was an awful lot like the explosion in Lagos, and no one knows where Scarlet Witch is right now. Maybe she's in on it. Very true. (laughs) You never know. It has I mean, a lot of, yeah, shares a lot of DNA with Lagos. Yeah. If you have a bomb in a briefcase and you put it on the other side of the table, it might not kill the dictator you're trying to kill. This you is know? true. So, again, I don't believe that a bomb from a van could kill him. <laughs> yeah, unless, unless they were all meeting up in the Starbucks on the first floor. Yeah, I think you I have a very fair very fair point. That's a good point. <laughs> I uh, but yeah, I mean, again, this is kind of a movie, you got a movie sort of thing. Right. I know, I just... You get that tearful goodbye um, as <sighs> the king of Wakanda is killed. Ooh, this that? is this is the line that hurt me with Chadwick, where he says, "In my culture, death is not the end." So <laughs> it hurts. I love that too because it's he plays that beautifully. Because again, he's talking with he's talking with uh, Scarlett Johansson, and yeah, he delivers that line. She goes, "You know, he's like, you know, death's not the end." He kind of explains their their version of the afterlife, and she's that sounds very peaceful. He goes, "My dad believed that." I don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> he is like <laughs> he, he goes, and that is such an interesting turn. That's when everyone in the theater goes, "Oh boy, he's going <laughs> after Winter Soldier, and he's not stopping for anything." Um, you've let loose a literal Black Panther, <laughs> so oh, it's, and then he finds his costume, which I guess he keeps on him, you know, within arm's length because that's how that works. And um, well, he does in I want to say in general. Yeah, well. At this point, T'Chaka would be the Black Panther, and then he kind of takes up the mantle as king. Right. So just, well, he so. puts on the ring. He puts on the, the right. king. Yes, but I think he was the Black Panther beforehand anyway. 
Well, he explains that there's always been a defender. And again, I don't, right. I've never the seen. The old guy wasn't defending nobody at this I, point. <laughs> I haven't seen Black Panther yet, so this is the big hole in my MCU viewing, which I'm we'll waiting until we see. If the sh- we will, we will. A few months. But, um, yep. But anyway, it's uh, it's yeah, it's tough. It's a it's so a tough. So this scene. is when they they go to Bucharest. Is that tr- so? Bucharest is in Germany, right? Oh yeah, because they're all police eye that are chasing after them. Romania. Yeah. Romania. I looked it up last night. Thank I'm like, you. where is this place? At least somebody's doing that in this, in, for this. Someone's someone's doing their homework. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Real quick in the Vienna scene, at the end we get Cap in the baseball hat and sunglasses. Yes, we do. He's talking to Black Widow. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <sighs> yeah. It's no wonder no one saw him. I mean, I, I honestly think that can work in real life that people <laughs> don't pay attention to something that if people yeah, look well. a little different than you're expecting. He, plus, the idea that since he's a celebrity, you wouldn't be expecting him to be where he is anyway. I would, in my opinion. yeah. 100% I would never bring it up again if they had some random bypasser come up and be like, hey, you look like the guy that played Human Torch in that Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> and I, would, I would drop it. Like, okay, you win. You win, movie. Very good, yeah. <laughs> very good. Also, did we did we skip over when, when Cap is, is with uh, her, the niece and the, they find out about the bombing in London, right? Because right. Cap is with, with niece lady and they have that kind of like, she, you know, she kind of, we walks her home to the apartment and they had that long kind of lingering gaze that made my my brain go grr. <laughs> I didn't write that down on my notes. What are you yeah. doing, movie? Hey. It's oh, it's place in the middle of the Vienna scene. Is it? Like just okay. after the moment. Yes, it is. It is in the middle of the Vienna scene. Correct. Yes, you're right. I like that actress and I like that character. But we'll, mm, we're not there yet. We're not a, we're not a Bill Fear. We'll just save yet. it. Just save it. Yeah. That's, that's how I know it happens in Vienna scene because I have a note that says the age of 13 is super cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, okay, this part when Cap shows up, Cap goes up and they find Bucky's apartment. Cap's in the apartment looking around. And when Bucky shows up and you have this whole part where Falcon's over the radio going, you got, they're, they're closing in. They're going up the stairs. They're they're, they're making a perimeter, and and they're just, and he's just talking with Bucky, kind of asking him like, you know who I am? Are you? That is an awesome, awesome part, though. I really like it. Uh-huh. Even I am, before uh, the action starts. Oh yeah, yeah. The action even just makes it that much better. But even before, it's just a great, great scene. Like you really get to see Cap kind of being Cap in a way. And like when they have the whole police attack, and you have the police just coming at them from everywhere, and. He's not trying to kill anybody. And Winter Soldier's not really trying to kill anybody either. He's just trying to escape because he's being framed for a murder that he didn't commit. But I do like the first right. time he sees Steve, like, hey, I know who you are. I saw you at that museum. Which mm. is a reference yeah, to the end of not thinking there. Well, he also realizes there's something afoot because he sees that, um, a bucket at least, because he sees the newspaper, you know, and that the guy who runs the newspaper stand kind of running away, like, yeah. to tell the police that, hey, I got somebody. Oh, I agree yeah. with you. It's a great scene. Um, Captain Captain's kind of, you know, feeling him out realizing oh wow no you you are not activated um you clearly did not do this we have to figure out who did because and get you out of here because uh the federales are on their way and i like this whole scene i like when people fight in staircases i didn't realize this (laughs) i love it i think it's really fun um it's a good scene though great even before the staircase they toss in the flashbangs and bucky kicks it over and Cap puts the shield over top of it. It's, uh, so yep. cool. Yep. No, it's it, utilizing resources in interesting, fun ways. It's fast and energetic. Again, you're getting a little bit of a tech demo on what um, the Winter Soldier can do, because you probably haven't really seen that yet, this movie. Stopping bullets with his metal hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is an awesome, awesome Great. scene. Like, I, I love everything with them fighting together so much. 
Bucky tries to toss the guy over the railing and Steve catches him. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) It's just so good. It was it, you know, and the whole, like you, like you were saying that stairwell, it's just, that is a great scene when they're fighting down the stairwell. He just jumps down the stairs at one point, like, "Mm," yeah. And and rips, rips part the railing. Like he uses as a rope is like Indiana Jones rope. It kind of rips that railing off. Just really amazing, amazing physicality and variety i wrote two notes one i i always love this in these kind of movies and this is just a theme systemic in an mcu or comic book movie how they decide they're not going to kill anybody they're just going to cause irrevocable damage both physically <laughs> and emotionally you know like they're going to hang these two dudes like <laughs> like uh I don't know, like a bolo or something over the stairwell you know just gonna hang out here i'm gonna smash you in the head with this um shield that is made of the hardest metal in the in the history of the universe but don't worry about it you'll wake up in a few years Bucky throws a cinder block at a guy and like pushes him through a door with it yes I, I actually wrote down in my notes is they, they fight this this uh this whole fight is very thumpy because they're <laughs> constantly <laughs> thumping funny. people like you are like a late 90s beat-em-up like streets of rage 2 just finding things like yeah like cinder the, block like Avengers game? battering ram yeah any and anything that requires Hiccups to do more damage. Yeah, uh, Bucky picks up that battery and beat yes. guys with it. That's got to break some ribs. Of course it does. That his spleen is no longer a spleen. <laughs> it, it, it's goop. That's what it is now. So, uh, but still, you you hand wave it away. All these guys will be fine. Their police issue body armor protects them. No, it doesn't. <laughs> fine. We'll just pretend that happens. And uh, they, of course, escape um, to. But we full fashion jumping out the window onto the next building over. Which again, it's one of those things. You're just a person. My your legs are not made of solid steel, Winter Soldier. <laughs> no, or are he's they? not that special. Like his arm is special, as we see in this, but he's not like a superhuman or anything like Steve is. Yeah, you fall from more than two stories. Terminal velocity kicks in, and you are no longer a thing. So he's two, three some, stories the same as twenty. Doesn't matter. He's got some version of Super Soldier Serum in and isn't it? Isn't that what he yes, was you're right. getting from yes. the Starks at the beginning? Yes, you're right. Oh, he does have that. Okay. Okay. Me. He's got a little bit of uh, Hulk juice in him. Yeah. Well, not Hulk juice. <laughs> but, Hulk juice. but anyway, yeah. So then he hit, lands on the roof and we get a little Black Panther. Uh, I love the Black Panther costume. It is so rad. It is, <laughs> it is so really good. good. This like, is this a is really is good scene, too. Another like, character. Have... That... Go ahead. Oh, you're good. You talk. I'll talk next. It's another character that I really had no love for before the MCU. Because like, I know he's been in things like Ultimate Alliance and whatnot. But just seeing him here and what he can do it just really made me love the character. I will say I'm very upset about the fact that he's in this movie because his comic book went super high up in price after this movie. I'm <laughs> very sure. upset. I'm I was sure. looking for his first appearance and it wasn't a big comic until this movie got in when he was announced he was in this movie and it went from like a hundred dollar book to a three hundred dollar book or more. Oh, so God. dang it. I'm very, wow. very upset yeah. about that. Yeah, I mean that's that's just the nature of what this is. But. No, I know. <laughs> it just it always makes you laugh because I would have bought his first appearance easy because I I liked him as a character beforehand. But I will never buy his first appearance now because it's too much money. <laughs> no. So I mean, who, who the, this this scene, the highway chase where they you have Bucky running down running away down a street. You have Black Panther chasing them. You have Captain America chasing them. They're all just chasing each other on foot. All these and they're going faster than the cars. Like, <laughs> oh, that is. A, and then they that is such a cool scene. And they finally get in the car and he's driving after him. And Bucky steals a motorcycle. And I'm just like, oh, this is just this is just. I love this action. Yeah, at this point, it's not an MCU action scene without someone doing something cool with a motorcycle. It really isn't. Yeah, that's hey, that- probably one of my favorite shots in this movie of him jumping onto what was moving. Jumping on a moving motorcycle, depiloting that person, 
and then kicking it around and going the other way in one <laughs> fell swoop is really visually awesome. Um, I do like that scene when they're all just running faster than traffic. It's silly. It's silly. It's, it's very comic booky, but fine. That's why I'm here. Um, this is part of the movie. This is the part of the show, actually, fair listeners, where we're just going to giggle like children and say how cool <laughs> things are without any context, because that's the point. Very the point? entertaining, very visual. I really like watching what Black Panther can do. This is the first time we've seen this um, limited moveset kind of reminds me of I just thought of this. This may not be real. This could just be sleep deprivation. Thank you. Five week old <laughs> little Gwendolyn. <laughs> By the time you hear this, she might be 14. I don't know, but <laughs> be that long. But uh, I mean, but it's, anyway. I, this is kind of like Mario. Wait for this. Wait for wait, hang in for a second. Mario works because he has a limited move set that he that they create a variety of expert levels. Right. That's what Mario is. He jumps. He throws. Sometimes shoots fire. That's what he does. Occasionally flies. Limited move set and a way a, a wonderful array of levels and environments for him to use this move set. That's why Mario works. That's why Mario is amazing. Black Panther's kind of like this. He really doesn't have much. He doesn't have guns and missiles and armor. And he kind of like Captain America almost where limited moveset. He's got titanium, whatever it's called, vibranium fangs or fangs, claws, right? He's extremely agile. He has a suit that kind of protects him from things and, and from falling from 80 stories in the air. Sure. But that's it. And now, but you put him in cool places, open environment against Winter Soldier. He's leaping and jumping and being agile and scratching. He then scratches his way down the down the uh, building, right? Stopping his fall, you know, as opposed to just jumping from a crazy height. He's getting on top of cars. It's really a wonderful uh, showcase of what he can do and how just awesome he can do it because He's relying more on skill than he is really superpowers. So it's it's a very, very good so- showcase for the, for Black Panther. And, and everybody else gets their time, too, which this movie, um, the Russo brothers are great at giving everyone a chance to do something cool and interesting in an interesting way. And that's why they're great for these temple movies. So yeah. anyway, uh, then we get to the end of the line. Unless anyone else has something else they want to say well, about just- fighting in a tunnel. Not about that. I just like or, the whole or me comparing thing. or me comparing <laughs> comparing Black Panther to an Italian video game plumber. Like no I mean, one has a comment. <laughs> Mario <laughs> does get the cat suit, so I mean it's not that far off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, that's a great suit, by the way. <laughs> it is. He can climb walls. Oh, I God, we need to play that game again for the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Which oh, one's the cat suit? I can't remember which one's the cat suit. Three D uh, World. Three oh, D World. World's great. Yeah, it's great. It's the best one of the of the entire series, I think. No, no. But it's, it's okay. my favorite of the series. So you're fine. That's all like right. all across all Mario platformers. Yeah, oh, really. I, I suck at Mario platforms, by the way. If you haven't figured that out yet, I remember that from your world, uh, your world conversation. Yeah, yeah I but I love that fuck. That game was so good. Cool. I didn't finish. I didn't do the extra stuff. One time, all the credits, the game went away. Oh, but God, I need. I really need to go through my collection and find that again. <laughs> God, I can't wait till January. I can start alphabetical and everything. Hey, by the time you hear it, it's already started that project. So yeah. there you go. Cool. Anyway, so <laughs> Black Panther's Mario. We've gotten yeah. that out of the way. <laughs> so when they get surrounded, I like the scene when they get when they arrest they arrest Captain Black Panther and Sam, which makes sense because since they didn't sign up, they're they're technically villains at this point. So they didn't sign up for the Sokovia Accords. Accords. I like this, but I gotta say that the scene right after this, I'm a irritates me. You have Vision cooking. So. And I want to point out real quick, I didn't bring it up in the earlier scene. Every time Vision wears clothing, it just looks weird. I like Vision. I really like it. I think it's great. Not in the MCU. Interesting. I'm not, okay. not a big fan of Vision in the MCU that much. Because the only reason I like Vision is because of that Avengers game. And, that <laughs> and it's just, I, 
I mean, again, Vision's fine. Just, you know, it's just he plays a character. Hawkeye is really my favorite character, but unfortunately, the Hawkeye like doesn't exist in this movies. So <laughs> I get Jeremy Renner with a bow instead. But it's just the whole Vision cooking. Like I, I understand the point of the scene is to show him being a real person, kind of in a sense, or trying to become a real person and trying to. Like you can see the beginning of the budding relationship between him and mm-hmm. him and Scarlet Witch, which is a little odd but at least they're doing it right they're not just like oh, i love you kiss 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 we'll never see each other again like it's not that so i'm okay with it but it's it's interesting and then you have where wanda wants to leave to go get something for dinner and he won't let her leave he's like i think you should stay here and he phases through like the table or something to stop her like mm-hmm. i i like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was super cool to me it's fun it's i like i like that his little throwaway well we can get pizza like because he doesn't know what that means he's just a robot but he, he knows that's what people do and you know if he doesn't like food and she kind of understands yeah you're here to keep me here mm, like so hard yeah I like how yeah I, I just like i like her a lot as an actress too i think elizabeth olsen uh-huh. is the best of the of the of the, th- of the sisters but is she an oculus mike you oh god i'm not sure oh. we asking you <laughs> Uh, what is an Oculus? I, what is this? this it's thing a horror movie. Horror movie, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I don't I know. I think she's okay. This is. I'm gonna look it up real quick because I know it's off top, but I have to answer that my question, and I must know. It's a really. You should watch it someday, Bill. It's a really, really fucked up psychological movie, <laughs> a horror film. It's not appear to be the case, according to IMDb. I, okay, maybe I'm thinking of a different film. Is this the? Is God? I, this is gonna be. Yeah, no, I don't think this is the one I'm thinking of because it's. It's one about a mirror where they see they see a mirror and they see things that are happening that aren't real and they start freaking the fuck out. And like there's one part like well, spoiler, but I'm gonna say a small part to a movie that's not gonna make any sense to most people. She starts eating an apple. It's, it's okay, we apple. don't know what movie it is yet. <laughs> anyway. It's not an apple. It, <laughs> yeah, so Elizabeth Olsen, Apple Horror. I yeah, I don't know. I got I could have swore it's her. I gotta I gotta I gotta have this answered. Oh, I'm not going so you know what? I, I don't think her, but I give up. This is I can't figure it out. I, I thought and we're not. Ridiculous. You know the bad, the worst part about this is no. If I, I mean, look, we're not helping. We're really, we're just. <laughs> we are literally sitting here on the microphone listening to you flounder. So I'm I looking on IMDb. I'm not seeing anything. No, I'm not. I'm just sitting here listening to you. Flounder. <laughs> sorry, I feel so bad nope, now. Sorry, I've killed your bit. I'm sorry. Okay, you know what? I'm going to Google called... horror movie. She eats a light bulb. Let's Ew. see. She okay, was in a I, horror movie called Silent House in 2011. Yeah, okay, I found the there? scene of the movie I'm talking about, but I can't fucking figure out what movie it is. <laughs> Doesn't say what movie it's from. No. Why would you do that? Why okay, would you I do that? I was right. It is. It is maybe, Oculus. Maybe oh. avoiding a take. Maybe avoiding a takedown. Yeah, whatever. It's, needs to. Not listen. It must not be her then. No, it's not Elizabeth Olsen. I, I okay, that's me. why. That's. Okay. I just, it looks like Elizabeth Olsen. It's not Elizabeth Olsen. Here's the damn cover in the chat. The movie yeah. is called Oculus. It came out in I don't know what year because I'm failing terribly at this, but it was Oculus. Okay, It's a really good horror movie. I don't know who that actress is, but she's pretty damn hot. Um, but yeah. things don't go... It's a horror movie, so things don't go well. Let's just say that. You don't even like horror movies. What are you doing watching it? Seriously. Since you asked, I will tell you. Um, my ex-girlfriend... Well, actually, my wife currently loves horror movies. My ex-girlfriend was really into horror movies, too, and she got me to watch this movie randomly one night, and I did, and I don't know why, and then I don't watch horror movies anymore. But yes. Oh. It's That's... super fucked up, and I never want to see it again. But I remember it being a good movie. But 
Mm, it, it will fuck. Uh, Karen Gillian. That's who yeah. Let's just say that actress is Nebula, dude. <laughs> okay, I think we should talk about some war again, huh? After ten minutes of that crap. <laughs> yeah, so let's, let's steer that ship. Still with us. Ding 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 ding. Let's just okay, steer so, it on back. Also, you have you have. I wrote down. They go to Berlin. You have a van ride. The van ride was funny when they're like they're just kind of going back at each other, making making jokes like, "So, oh, do, do you wear a cat suit or something?" I forget what else he says. So but, you like cats? Yeah, yeah that, it's funny. Most <laughs> yeah. of the clips in this movie come from Sam. Yeah, I like Sam. I think they expanded a lot on his character, and they made him such a better character than Falcon would have been before MCU. They make him a better character because he's not a great superhero. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I he, I, I'm not a fan of him. He's kind of replaced Hawkeye as my least favorite person. Um, although I do like him in this as a character. You know, so Sam as a character, Haw, uh, Hawkeye. See, uh, Falcon as a as an actual <laughs> character. I don't know. I don't think he provides much. He's kind of the air support guy. I guess you have to have him again, air support, but I don't know. I think he's easily bested by everyone, including an aunt and a 16 year old teen- teenager in a spider axe <laughs> outfit. So, I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, we haven't even gotten there. I just realized yet in, the, in this episode. No, we haven't. We, it's it's going to be a while. So let's, uh, let's well, we're close to the, the so this is where you first have Everett, Everett Ross shows up too. And for those that don't know, Everett Ross is from the comics. I like Everett Ross. He also plays a big part in black Panther. It's also, the one who brought the... Who did he play in Lord of the Rings? Bilbo? No, he plays Bilbo in The Hobbit. Yeah, that's what oh, it was. That's okay. He's also so Watson. Hang hang he's Watson second. from the BBC Sherlock show. So he's Ross. So who is the general guy's name? Also Ross. Ross. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> Damn it! I, I knew this was the case, and I don't like this. Don't do that. What are you doing? I mean, again, it's two characters. different characters from two... Like, I'm going to go a little bit. Okay, <laughs> Everett Ross, Ross is in the Avenger comics. Everett Ross also kind of shows up, has to do stuff with, I think, Ant... Eh, I don't think I'm wrong on that, but Everett Ross is definitely in the Avenger comic. That's his first appearance. Yeah. I know because I own it, and they just kind of put him in here to help progress the story and things. But that's where he's from. I think Bill's hangup is that they're both named Ross. No, I agree. But they're <laughs> one was Hulk comic, one was an Avenger comic. That's why they're they both have that name. So and Martin could. Freeman. Martin Freeman is the actor. I've okay. So I've seen the first two Lord of the Rings. I never saw the third because I don't have four hours of my life to dedicate to it. He's, he's only in the Hobbit movies. All three of those. He's only in the Hobbit movies. Okay, then I'll never see that. We know he's not. He's oh, because he plays Bilbo Baggins. Okay, in the and that's Hobbit. only that's only in the Hobbit movies. That's yep. not in the Lord of the Rings. No, not in the one that you're talking about. Okay, all right, well, whatever. I know him from Sherlock um, because, as you are all going to learn when we do uh, <laughs> when we do Doctor Strange, I am a bit of a Cumberbitch. I adore <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. I think he's fantastic, and he's I will fantastic. follow the to the end of the earth. And Martin Freeman is wonderful in Sherlock. That movie is, or that show is great. It's fantastic. He is extremely good. So, um, yeah. I've never finished it, unfortunately. Neither have we. My wife and I got to the way the last two episodes, so we just never finished it. For uh, some the last uh, series four isn't isn't fantastic. But okay. uh, I, I did some. Like I watched the first couple seasons, and there weren't any more on Netflix, and I fell off of it, and I never got around to finishing it. It's good so if good. you haven't seen it. Go check it out. Sherlock's I fantastic. want to. It's great. I, I really do. I just don't. Oh, that was that was for the listeners. And my wife is super into Sherlock Holmes as uh, just as a character. And uh, the Sherlock Holmes movies are also very good. Martin uh, Robert Downey Jr. Okay. Bringing back the connection to first the MCU. Good. I never so saw they're both fine. I think the first one's better, but the second one's fine. I, I just I never seen it. it, so I can't. Yeah, it's good. I I did like that. I did like that first movie a lot, and I've seen it a couple times. Oh, and of course, he was in the office. Dang, man, he's done a lot. He was in the British office, of course. He plays British Jim, so. Oh, there you go. No, no, is he British Jim? 
shoot i'm sorry i don't know you're telling me the story not me <laughs> i don't yes <laughs> no leave was, me floundering as we i was ready to take it as gospel i'm like yeah That's okay that sounds good i don't remember so why did this episode become four hours well we had to explain about a horror movie that had, didn't <laughs> yeah. have a little than what we thought we did because they both have red hair they don't even they don't look anything like each other <laughs> and then we have to do the, the filmography of martin freeman uh all right let's get <laughs> so, back on so you have where they get cap and sam get released they don't get charged even though they should have been charged as criminals but they 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 able to get off of it and you have them Cap doesn't sign the Sokovia Accords again. Like he's almost going to, like he's about to do it. And I forget what, what Tony uh, says, but Tony says, Tony says that basically Wanda's locked in the, the yeah. Avengers compound. Oh yeah. That's what it was. Yep. He finds out he Wanda's locked in his compound and uh, yeah, he's about to yeah sign it. And he says, you know, Cap's like, you know, some safeguard, you know, I think Tony was like, yeah, you're going to need some safeguards. And he's like, okay, a safeguard. And all of a sudden he finds out and he's like, this is the problem. <laughs> this is the problem with your plan. You're locking people into your, and of course, Tony hand waves it with, he's like, look, it's got like a movie theater, a screening room. It's got like all this <laughs> cool stuff. It's still a cage. And I, I, yeah, it's not quite Guantanamo. And you're right. Cap is like, cage is still a cage. This is not right. See, prove him a point and says, nope, not signing it. And he's, he's. Both are kind of right, but Cap is more right. Since this episode is full of rants, I'm going to add another one. Go for it. Fire away. I, I know somebody, I'm not going to go into details here, but someone that I knew was in a, in a, in a very bad relationship. And it was kind of like that where they had like a night. It wasn't that nice. It wasn't a freaking like, you know, Avengers man, but it was a nice place, but it was still a cage was a cage because this guy didn't want her to work. He didn't want her to get a license. He didn't want her to do nothing but stay home and be there with him. And he didn't work either. So that's interesting how that worked out. But that's another thing. And it just, it reminded me of that. And like, finally she left him at one point after fucking six or seven years. But you know, it, it doesn't matter what your cage is. If you're a cage is a cage for a person that they don't, if they aren't all of a sudden when you take away the ability to leave, and it's no longer a freedom of choice. You know, it it's, makes everything so much different. Well, it's not it's not kindness. It's not love. You know, it's 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 not trust. Well, this also was a guy who would feed Pep, uh, Alka-Seltzer to Seagull. So, yeah, he was a real great guy there. Mm, cool. Well, For those that don't know, when you feed them Alka-Seltzer, they blow up like Bob. Yes, because that's because you're yeah, that guy's a bad person. He's got to go. He just doesn't, he he doesn't have to die. He doesn't have to die, but he just he removed him like from Gen Pop and, and move on with our lives. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> There's my, I guess. Uh, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. We all have him. But yeah, so this basically really galvanizes Cap as like, no, no, I'm not signing this accord. We cannot. Um, we can't do this. We can't have this. I, I like right. that. I, I, I really like Cap in this. And this is also where, so they have Bucky. So we, so Bucky Barnes is, they didn't release him. So he's downstairs in this weird little like cage. that reminded me of the, of the season one of the blacklist that I haven't seen in years. <laughs> and somebody gets that reference out there. It kind of reminded me of, uh, the Buzz Lightyear packaging that he's in. Toy <laughs> <Toy> Story. <laughs> the general yeah, shape. If you could only see my face right now. I, I, my mouth just opened. I was going to say something like, I'm just thinking like, what the fuck? Like that's okay. <laughs> okay, That's good. Oh, that's very God, good. I wish we had cameras right now. My <laughs> mouth just dropped open. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? That's I was funny. Expecting, I was expecting some kind of movie reference. I was not expecting Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story. Movie <laughs> I was not expecting you to go there. Oh, God. Okay, so when you have Zemo, so Barnes is in the little cage in his Buzz Lightyear packaging, and he's being interviewed <laughs> by this guy. And this part is just like he's asking him questions, you know, normal questions. Everything seems legit. Everything seems fine. And all of a sudden, an e um, you have another scene where some guy in the delivery truck, not a FedEx truck, is delivering a bomb, an EMP bomb, to this place. And the guy's like, oh, it's not in here. And he's like, what the fuck? He opens it up. It's a bomb. Blows up. They lose power back at the uh, headquarters with the Avenger people. Everybody starts freaking out. And all of a sudden, I like the scene where, you know, he pulls out the red book. 
Winter Soldier figures out what's happening. He figures out this guy has the code, and he starts trying to break out. Which shows he could have broken out this whole time, but he wasn't, you know, trying to. And I, that was awesome. He just starts reading everything, and he's just fucking trying to bust out of here as fast as he can to stop this guy. And right when he breaks the door open to go kill him, you hear freight train. Mm-hmm. And then he stops because then the the whole you know thing worked, and now he's under control again. Yep, he it delivers the line, ready to comply, um, which is extremely chilling. I forgot how much I like this actor because um, he has a yeah he's an incredible range um, as the as the Winter Soldier. So yeah, I just love he immediately when he's not under control, he's he's stern, but he's he's got humanity to him, right? He, he feels like a person, but when he's in this state, he is not. He is a destruction machine. He is a killing machine, and uh, he is the Winter Soldier. It's a definite shift, even though he doesn't have an outfit, doesn't have you know. The tactical gear, um, boy, was he turn and man, you know, bad things are about to happen. This ain't this ain't breaking good. <laughs> I, w- I wish I had paid more attention because like he's very stoic when he's under the control. I I don't think he moves like any more than necessary. I want to say when he's not, mm. he kind of fidgets and whatnot, like a, a human would. Like I wish I had gone back and paid more attention to it to confirm that. We also get a little bit of uh, Zemo's uh, motivation here, where Cap is confronts him, and he says that he just wants to see an empire fall. Mm-hmm. Which again, uh, it's not great. <laughs> you're really going about this a long way. Like if yeah, I you're remember, taking Perkins' way. So uh. <laughs> if I remember correctly, in the comics, Baron Zemo is either related to someone who fought him, depending on what when you're reading this, either he was related to somebody in World War II or was in World War II uh-huh. with the Nazis. I can't remember how accurate I am. Mike, you're so disappointed they never gave Hawkeye his classic outfit. Why didn't they give Zemo his his original outfit? Oh, uh, they are apparently, <laughs> since you mentioned it, in the Bucky, the Winter oh, Soldier yeah. TV show that okay. might have aired. Because I don't know when the hell it's coming out, but it might have aired yeah. by the time you're hearing this. I don't like What's this his original movie? costume? I'm going to look it up. Oh, you, my guys, God. you guys talk. Oh, Hawkeye's original <laughs> costume? Oh, my. No, Baron Zemo. Oh, no, no. oh, Baron Zemo. Okay, I was going to He's got, like, a purple sock over his head. Right, this way. Okay, fine. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Zemo costume. Oh, Oh, no. Radio guys, radio. For those that don't know, Baron Zemo is a guy who has a he wears a purple costume with a gold belt and, and it looks like a purple sock's been dragged across his face. Later appearances of him just have the purple sock over his face and he wears a suit. No, it is not a purple sock, but it looks like a purple sock. <laughs> it looks like a purple sock. A famous Captain America villain. He's in a animated movie, Captain America something where he died that I had on VHS when I was a kid and I watched it a bunch of times. That's how I know Baron Zemo. Okay. God, I can't believe that memory even came out of my head just now. That wasn't there oh, originally. That's not a great costume. I uh, hopefully they make it. Not, <laughs> hopefully they make it good. Um, I'm sure they will. Purple and gold isn't a great. Isn't great. They just you should not do that. What was the movie with the uh, here off track? Ready, ready, ready to go off track. <laughs> what was the movie? Was it Billy Zane that was in that movie? Really bad superhero movie uh, where he wears purple a purple outfit and the oldies time goggles. Yeah. No one's no one's backing me up on this one either. I got nothing. I'm on his IMDb. I'm just trying to. Oh, watch. by the way, I posted a picture in the chat of what uh, Baron Zemo's going to look like in the, the in Phantom. The yeah, the Phantom. Oh, oh my yeah, god, that terrible funny. movie. <laughs> yes, yes, he wears okay. purple and goofy goggles that, and, uh, and a gold belt. I'm pretty confident. That movie terrified me of films for years. What? Yeah, we're just getting everything out in this one. My God. <laughs> I know why, because I was scared of movies for some reason. I went to the theater with a friend of mine who, who already saw a movie. He'd warned me if anything was freaky, and he didn't. And then he did stuff to upset me. And then I, I was a kid at the time, and then I never 
I didn't see movies again for a bit in theaters. Yeah. Phantom. Yeah, he wears a belt. Yeah. All right, enough. <laughs> so the whole like, and then it's when you have a, a big fight scene. All of a sudden, you have Captain America fighting the Winter Soldier, Tony fighting the Winter Soldier, Black Widow fighting the Winter Soldier, the cutie that Mike said earlier, Agent Thirteen fighting the Winter Soldier. Everyone fucking fighting the Winter Soldier, and it's it. It's a cool fight team that they're trying, and he's trying to escape this place. And all he wants to do when it's over, he just wants to leave. And everyone's trying to stop everyone getting their ass beat. I mean, Tony doesn't have the armor because he apparently. <laughs> I isn't like that line Iron of Man uh, anymore. At first, someone, someone says to him, "It's like I hope you brought the suit." And he's like, "Yeah, it's three piece." And <laughs> talking about the one he's currently wearing. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. As they're as he's walking through, that's a really cool scene. I agree. Everyone's just trying to stop him, and he's just like you said, uh, Michael. He's just walking through. And just taking him out oh, uh, because he, that's not well. What's that? It's a good scene. It shows you how powerful it's, he is. It's great. It's, it's great, and everyone, he, no one can stop him. I almost thought about it when, and like, in, was it Spider Verse or Multiverse when they're in that lunchroom and he grabs a bagel as he's <laughs> <laughs> as they're walking through uh, trying to get away from the scientist there killing him. Uh, I always thought that too. It wasn't a cafeteria, but imagine he just grabbed the he grabbed the bagel. <laughs> it was a cafeteria. I'm yeah, pretty see? sure. See? All right, good. I can, my brain worked. Excellent. But anyway, yeah, it's very good. It's again very effective, and man, that man's not stopped. So mm. makes you wonder why he used so many guns in Winter Soldier. Like he doesn't have the gun what? guy here to hand him hand him weapons, but he's still doing just fine. That's right. He's got his he's got his uh, go to guy handling the weapons exactly, but you don't really <laughs> need him. You can just walk around. And I, I like how you also have, he also fights Black Panther. He takes out Black Panther, except he's not in the in the suit. He's just he's just. Uh, Chadwick, and then yes. you also have I couldn't remember the character name all of a sudden, and you have the, the famous helicopter grab, which I remembered this scene because people like to show it off for some reason. I don't know why, but where you have he gets in the helicopter, he's trying to get away, and you have Captain America grab the helicopter and grab a railing and hold on for dear life to stop. Yeah, him. the gun show. Yeah, that's yeah it. pretty much. That's our <laughs> that's our Captain America rare moment because yeah, guns are out, and I forgot about this. This is very very cool. Kind of silly. Team? Yeah, I forgot about it completely. And I remember thinking, this is really cartoony, but I'm going to go with this. I, I'm, I'm digging this. And yeah, a little cartoony, but I, uh, I I enjoyed it. And um, very fun watching just throw a, throw a moving helicopter into a into the landing pad. Yeah. And you, this is also you have you have a, a dead space moment here where you have Zemo keeps listening to this voicemail, but he doesn't listen oh. to the whole voicemail. I didn't make that connection. Yeah, that's because we just oh. dead space. And so he's listening to the voicemail, and then it jumps back to Steve. It, it shows that somehow when Steve stopped the helicopter, he captures Bucky, but nobody else realizes that he has Bucky. Somehow he got him on well, his helicopter. Because the helicopter away. goes over the edge. Right. But you it goes they, over the oh, edge. in the water. Yep. <laughs> that's how he gets him out. And that's okay, when so he, he takes him out, yeah. he captures him, and then you see the scene from the end of Ant-Man where yep. he has him in a vice, and he starts talking to him. He's like, your, mo- your mother's name was Sarah. And you have all that. I mean, it's powerful. It's it. It's when they realize that he was that there's somebody controlling him, and they have to do something. And they're like, "We got to tell Tony." And they're like, "Tony won't help us anymore." Right. They realize that you know they obviously realize he was activated, and um, you know, a Captain uh, Captain America realizes that he must have been activated because not a few you know I guess hours before when they were running through Germany getting shot by by police, he was fine. He didn't kill anybody. You know, he kept his promise. And all of a sudden, he's now super soldier again, just, just wrecking in in very visceral fashion. Clearly something up. And again, I guess the water fall, whatever it was, knocked him out of that that trance, turned him off. They're like, yeah, I got I know a guy. Falcon's like, I got a guy just like in my home. My Before home city. that, yeah, uh, Bucky says that Zemo wanted to know about the place he was held. And Steve's like, well, why? Because I'm not the only winter soldier. Yes. 
And then and they're that's like, what Ooh. really presents them to like that was move the rest of this movie of why yeah. they're in such a rush because yes. they're again they're against the time frame they're trying to stop something they're trying to stop him from releasing these other people and having yep. multiple Winter Soldiers out there to kill. <sighs> yeah, and they think that's the Zoller, and I don't think they even realize it's Zoller. Zemo. 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 Thank you. I think I don't think they realize that Zemo is pulling the strings just yet. He's still kind of in the shadows a bit, but they realize that someone, some force is trying to, they think, release these Winter Soldiers to wreak havoc. Of Which course, that is I not the too. goal. It would have been a better Everyone thought It would have been. I think it, I think it would have been. Uh, I agree. Spoiler alert. We'll, we'll, get, like well again, <laughs> if you haven't seen this movie, don't listen to this show in pieces unless you really want us to just tell you about all the weird I things we like outside these in the beginning of these episodes, but that's, I don't even bother anymore. We shouldn't. No, we, we <laughs> we're shouldn't. talking about the whole plot of the movie. I would hope people can be. Yeah, we're going, together. we're going scene by scene. Let's just, yeah. So yeah, that's, and that's rant really, by rant too. Don't forget and that. And <laughs> I uh, spoil, spoil Oculus at that. <laughs> I, know, I didn't I know. spoil it. I didn't. Mm, not, okay, Bill, you, I, I'm not a horror guy. You need to watch that movie at some point. All right. All when right. you're not sleep deprived, you will enjoy. If you like horror movies, it's a really good horror movie. It's very psychological, and I, and it's got some pretty good gore that I think it's right up your alley. Oh, gross! Yes. Thank you. Because creepy Mike, people never watch it in your life. <laughs> Blade had yeah. too much gore for my yeah, taste. Don't, so, yeah. Do not watch that movie because there is a part where she's chewing an apple. That's not an apple, is all I'm going to say for the you second said time. It was a light bulb. <laughs> oh, I did. Okay, yeah, it's it's <laughs> fucked up there, and that's only one part of the fucked up stuff that happens to them in that movie, and it is so good. <laughs> yeah, I'll ch- I will check it out. I will definitely uh, check you out, check it out, do a book report, and uh, and return back with my thoughts and opinions. But yeah, yeah. no, I do I do like where there will like not that. be an episode of God no! I, I, <laughs> like, I won't be there. So you can do it. <laughs> a few weeks ago, I halfway forced my father-in-law to watch The Witch. Oh well, sorry. So yes, I like weird things, and it's 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 good for me. So yeah. Um, this is back to I, okay. This is they have the 1990. They finally go back to 1991 mission. They sold. They show what happened. They show this is when they show Bucky kill Tony's parents back then, and he takes the serum, and it shows. The serum being injected to somebody, it shows them having a little bit of training scene about the other guys that they were talking about. It shows a little riot where Bucky mm-hmm. helps that guy escape or something. I mean, it's kind of a cool little scene. I mean, unfortunately, it doesn't really pay off ever because you don't they don't keep going with it in the movie. No. And this is all red herring type of stuff mm-hmm. thinking, OK, well, here's the motivation. All right. We got more super soldiers that they need to stop and in a questionable it choice in a questionable choice. Because yeah. there's no payoff to it. Like I wanted to, I want to see the movie where the end of the movie they go there and they fight them and they join together, not fight each other. That's the movie I want. You wanted the movie that was never going to happen. Uh, yeah, I know because <laughs> I'm that's aware not of that. This, that's not the point of this movie. Lots that's of fun things where we giggle about like children, all to a very very sad end, which is good. I think that's actually excellent filmmaking. Um, the other movie, the ending you you have posited would have been fun, but not as good. But I do think this is a questionable choice. I will get to the questionable choice later. Obviously, yeah, we'll get there. But yeah, this is all the red herring setting up, and it's doing a very good job because I'm like, oh, I don't remember there being five Winter Soldiers they fight, but I was probably drunk. So <laughs> yeah, okay, amazing it's memories. Just, Let's go. It bugs me a lot, and this is also this is when you have that little scene where Sam's like, I know a guy, which again, the Ant Man thing, mm-hmm. where he then recruits Ant Man. Uh, Ross tells Tony he's sending in the special op. And so Tony, you know, is kind of feeling like where he's like, okay, I need 72 hours. You got 36 to bring them in. And this is when you really kind of see the division between him and Ross, too, where it's like he doesn't really trust him. He's just using him for a means to an end type of thing. Like, you don't like him. You don't like these superheroes at all because 
you know, one beat his ass a long time ago in the movie <laughs> that people forget existed. Which he mentions in one line in this movie. Yeah. You know who's who Lauren Banner are right now? Oh, yeah, he does. Oh, make, yeah. Okay. I forgot about that. So, that was kind of funny. If I misplaced a couple of nukes, someone would be down my throat or something like that. Yep, that's exactly right. And he, that's what he says in the very beginning when he kind of first posits the idea of doing the accord. Yeah, this is kind of Tony realizes. This Is this the time where, is this the point where Tony realizes there was a frame job? I can't remember. Or is this where yeah, he starts? later. That is later. Okay, so this is the point where Tony is kind of like now realizing, hmm, I being under the thumb of these people may not be the best idea, but I think he still believes, truly believes that this is the best idea they got. His whole goal in this is to keep the team together. He wants the band to stay together because they, the world still needs them. And if they don't, they're going to have to operate, you know, obviously, you know, Captain America basically does a Batman, right? He becomes the villain that everyone needs. So he doesn't want that. He's kind of he wants to still do this and he even says that at some point I, I still want to do this because it's I want to because he mentions also earlier how Pepper him and Pepper have broken up and they've split up because it's just too much. Right. We, we kind of forgot to mention that in the beginning with the with the speech when he's reading the teleprompter and get shocked. Shock. Did we? Uh, yeah, I brought it up. OK. Well, well anyway, so, you know, that we, was it's been hours. Hour, almost hour and a half, hour and a half ago. Yes. So <laughs> but he, he mentions this and he realizes that, you know, he's realizing that these people probably aren't the best partners. But you know what? It's what we got. Because, again, he wants to keep doing this. You know, he in the end, he loves being Iron Man. If it's ego or it's probably half ego, half it's ego. I, I was a half ego, half um, understanding that the world needs them. But at the end, at the end of the day, he'd be kind of bored if he wasn't Iron Man. He's now become that suit. It's an integral part of who he is. He doesn't want to give that up. He doesn't want to be shut down by the government. So why not play ball? You know, the enemy you know is better than the enemy you don't, right? So uh, I think that's where he's at at this point. And all this is also where God, we still have we still have a lot of gold this movie. <laughs> this is when it jumps to Queens and you first see Spider Man. I like this scene where you just see this kid walk in. He, he walks in. And he's like, "Hey, Aunt May, I'm here. Hey, Aunt, I'm home," and this and that, and then. Okay, Marissa, I, I do like how they make this joke constantly throughout this movie, how Marissa Tomei is very attractive. And the last time, well, the last aunt you had in the I mean, Spider-Man was fine, but the other aunt May you had looked like it was grandmother May, not aunt May. But you know, <laughs> right. that, that was from the comics. But I, I like this. I, I like their interaction with Tom Holland and Robert Trent Jr. How, you know, he's like, hey, you, you got that grant. He's like, grant. Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, he's starting to kind of play along. You know, yes, you know, I think he knows deep down he ain't here because no grant. He's here because I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> and I, I like that. Like it's it's really well done, and their little banter back and forth, I think, is very well done too. Extremely fun. Um, it's reminded me how great it is to have a live action Spider Man that's actually a kid. You exactly. know, <laughs> you know, not a twenty five year old pretending to be a kid. Like hello, years. Yeah, or I don't know whoever old they were, but I think uh, Tobey Maguire was in his early thirties or close to it. Really? I could be wrong. I'm, and Andrew yeah, Garfield I'm... was younger. He's probably twenty five, but yeah, they um, were they were not young. <laughs> no, they're high school students. Yeah, they're high school again. Obviously, like, yes. It's like uh, Steve Buscemi walking in with the skateboard. Hello, dude. <laughs> How do you do, fellow kids? That's it. That's what it. Yeah. What movie is that from? I have no idea. I don't know, but it's a wonderful meme that always. Yeah, makes yeah I've seen the meme, but I, I I know it's from a movie, but I have no idea what movie. That's why I was like, huh. you guys chat and I'll figure it out. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, yeah, I love I love this. I think it's great. Um, the, the idea of Tony Stark again showing more Tony Stark. He's still there. You know, you're very attractive, aunt. You know, and um, Marissa Tomei, it was nice to see her in movies. She hasn't been in a movie in a while before this. Um, I think the last one she was in was Ready for This. This is tie in Mickey Rourke in The Wrestler. Marissa, Marissa Tomei <laughs> is in The Wrestler. She has a lead part in it. 
She's excellent. So, hey, tying it together. Not a rant. No, it's 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 an excellent, excellent scene. And uh, I, I enjoy uh, the reveal of Spider-Man as Spider-Kid. This is the first time we've seen him, right? Yes, yeah. this is. OK, I was I, I was thinking like there have all this footage of him doing things. This is really depending on the audience's knowledge of who Spider-Man is. Now, well, if I mean, you don't know Spider-Man you... is, he's part of like our, you know, he's part of pop culture. Spider-Man five movies also at this point. Oh, that's right. We, I you know how you delete a lot of movies in your brain. I delete those. I forgot yeah. those exist. Are, uh, part- Spider-Man 1 is fine. Maze Spider-Man 2 is complete, utter garbage. And Spider-Man 1 and 2 are really good movies. Too bad they never made a third one. Mm. The original trilogy, huh? Wait, huh? Are you talking about the Andrew Garfield? No, Andrew Garfield only has two. They never made, it's they talking about Spider-Man 3. Yeah, okay. Spider-Man 3 yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, I jokes yeah. don't always work, I know. No, that's okay. It's fine. I just got lost in timeline. But they're not MCU. They're not considered canon in this timeline. No, they're not MCU. No, I didn't think so. They so. might be, depending on what's going on, but they are not now. Oh, no, we don't. Well, there's a joke. There's something going on. It might be a a different a Spider Verse movie for Spider Man Three, bringing them back. Just yeah. make Spider. Just make Spider Verse movies. Just make those. <laughs> yes, so there's, there are now eight Spider Man movies, and only one of them is truly good. So He's really top notch. One of the best, one of the best comic book movies. I was gonna say you don't like Homecoming, but we'll get there. We'll soon. get there. Never seen it. I've only seen the first. It's the first two. It's unfortunately three movies from this one. Yes. We have to watch anyway. a good movie, a so, shit movie, then we get home. So in the MCU universe, back back on back on, man, we have just been like a rudderless ship. We're, we we'll we'll do that. We'll, we will yeah. get focused. In center baseball, we haven't recorded for a couple months, so we're kind of like true. this is like a, a reunion of sorts. It only been. I was actually going to open this with singing reunion, but it didn't happen. I forgot. Uh, um, this is actually it's been in real lifetime. It's been a month since we recorded Blade and Ghostbusters. Yep. And it's been about two months since we recorded Ant Man. Yes. So we've right. we've lost our way. We will gain our way back, fellow. So, and then we're fair, taking yeah, so that's fine. Oh, anyway, so yeah, real quick, that uh, fellow kids thing is from a Thirty Rock episode, apparently. That's it. Yes, I've never seen Thirty Rock. Gotcha. Okay. I have never seen either. Gotcha. Want to close that? Nope. Thank, Thank you. you for closing that. Now we loop. know. Yep. Thank you for closing the loop. And um, yeah, so <laughs> this is the first time in this MCU timeline we've seen Spider Man do anything. So it's a very cool choice to kind of just assume. You know something about Spider-Man with this young kid, Aunt May. All the clues are there for, of course, the comic book fans and the fans of this of Spider-Man. It also was a big deal because they didn't have the rights to Spider-Man. They still technically don't, but they were able to get the rights for this little bit to do this. Oh, because he does refer to himself as Spider-Man. Because yeah, they don't is own like him. Spider just, Boy, Spider King. They got him on loan. Well, they made a deal where and they would let him use him Civil War. Sony would. Well, the MCU use them or Marvel, but in, in deal is that they would then help them produce two Spider-Man movies that they get a lot of the money from. Then we were going to lose Spider-Man after Endgame because that's when the contract expired and they re- renegotiated the contract to make another Spider-Man movie. Yeah, that's so also they basically... why you have Venom and Morbius that's coming out soon at the end of time of this recording that are part of the Spider-Man Spider-Verse series that they're making that don't involve Spider-Man at the moment. And so I yeah, so basically even yeah. the third Spider-Man movie, the MCU third Tom Holland one is going to be a Sony picture, not an MCU movie. Yes, it's gonna. Okay, I hate weird. I hate all <laughs> it's this. so weird. This sucks. This all sucks. So basically, uh, they brought up the pitcher from the minor leagues on an emergency contract for a few games <laughs> in exchange for future considerations. But they're going to bring him back down because they got the other guy up because he's on his final year of his contract, so they can trade. <laughs> what I hate the fact they do this. This is the worst. 
Oh, it's gonna. That's why this is the worst. That's why the third Spider-Man movie might not be much of an MCU movie, and that's why there's talks that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are gonna be in that movie because they're gonna do a Spider-Verse movie because Sony kind of. I'm not sure what Sony owns that. Oh, you know what? Just stop already. Just nonsense. Just. I get why you're doing it. And then when Tony back to this movie, when Tony Stark (laughs) is in there, he shows him the Spider-Man video. He goes, "Oh, like I'm not (laughs) Spider-Man." He knocks him from the from (laughs) the from the ceiling and. Yeah, it's, yep. it's it's funny. Like I I, I enjoy this fun. part. And you need this here. Like this part of the movie, you need this. There's so much doubt and direness and winter soldiers and just we're nothing's in a good place here. This lightens up the tone and this is desperately needed. And Spider-Man is desperately needed in this movie, as we'll see when we go to the airport. But yes, great scene. He's recruited. I also like the fact that both uh, both sides now, both factions needed needed an extra person. You know, so they, uh, you know, Captain got Ant-Man and as we're going to find out. And Tony recruits Spider-Man. Uh, both have great roles, as we'll see later on in the giant action scene that makes us all dizzy. <laughs> this uh, this scene has my probably my favorite line in the movie, which as of this most recent watching, I never really caught the significance before. But Peter says, basically, uh, a new take on with great power comes great responsibility. He says, when you can do the things that I can, but you don't, and then the bad things happen, they happen because of you, is basically the opposite of Tony's motivation in this, where... He doesn't want to do these things anymore, but if they don't, then all the bad shit that happens is going to be so much worse because you didn't do anything. It reminds me that, uh, damn it, I have it here somewhere. That one quote by Edmund Burke, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Yep. Uh, It's it's so good. It's really great. It's really great. And it's, it also shows he's wise beyond his years. Right. And it's his motivations are, are really on point. Yeah. If you see a car crash and you don't call 911 then. If someone dies, it might be kind of your fault. So it's an interesting, it's very, very uh, good. Like, yeah, you said it perfectly. And you have that yeah. small scene where he recruits Peter then to go to Germany. He's like, I don't have a passport and all sorts of <laughs> stupid crap. It's funny, but <laughs> I got homework. I've got homework. <laughs> that was, so, so he recruits he recruits Spider-Man, and then it, it jumps and it shows uh, Vision and Wanda in the Avengers headquarters. A fire goes off. Vision needs to check it out, and that's when Hawkeye tries to get to get you know Wanda to come with him. He does a little trap to stop Vision, which doesn't work. And that whole scene where Wanda just takes Vision and just shoves him all the way through the floor, oh, that is that's awesome. Yeah, basically where her powers take control of the Mind Stone and control his density to yes, that was weigh him great. down. It's and not- I also never got that part before that she controls the stone to control his density until just this. Just watching it, just when you said this, like I saw it, I thought about it, but I didn't even, and it wasn't until now, I'm like, oh! Not yes. that I, I didn't get it, I didn't get it either. Yeah, the gem actually glows red before yep. he starts going down. Yeah, you're right. It's Which cool. again, sh- shows how overpowered she is. Um, again, <laughs> what a good band-aid to have in your MCU um, when you can't figure out how to get Vision into the ground so he ha- so she can then join the, uh, the the other side. Hawkeye comes back, cool. Yeah, I'm, happy. I'm actually pleased to see him. I, again, maybe it's just me being a dad now. He has dad vibes, and I, I dig that. So. I'm <laughs> super like the dad, dad Hawkeye showing up. You're just a new dad again. Yeah, I'm I'm dad round two. So uh, I, I just, again, dig into dad vibes, and he comes in a little quippy, which I, yeah. I, I get. He's got a good line here. He's like, I retire for five minutes, and it all goes to shit. Yeah. <laughs> Very <laughs> I mean, good. literally, it's only been like really one movie since this happened, since Age of Ultron when he retired. And yeah. doesn't doesn't Vision at this point have a really good moment with, with Scarlet Witch where he says... You know, she's basically saying, I don't understand these these powers. You know, I don't want people oh, to fear me. That was the, yeah, the earlier scene. As it, that is the earlier scene where he's yeah. essentially saying, I don't know what this is either, but I want to find out. 
I don't mm-hmm. want to hear it. It's yeah, okay. That is the earlier scene. So okay. this is the one where he says, "If you do this, they'll never stop fearing you." Yes, says, that's it. I can't control their fear all on my own. Yep. Cool. Dig that again. Everyone's got a point. No one's really hundred percent wrong, which makes this extremely interesting and makes this whole schism very natural. Um, because again, they're all positive motivations. Again, gone about probably the wrong way with the wrong people. Yeah. Stuff. Good stuff. Except for our main villain, who's just, <laughs> yeah, well, just he's wants just the vengeance. catalyst to get get all the good stuff together. Yeah, he just yeah, exactly. He's the Flint. Oh, and then he's we have we got to talk about Bill's favorite part comes up next. So you have Agent <laughs> Thirteen shows up. She gets some because their equipment earlier when they got arrested got confiscated. They lost her shield. They lost Falcon's wings. So you know Falcon's a nobody without his wings suit. They get their stuff. Agent Thirteen's uh, like, here you go. They're driving an old like nineteen eighties blue beetle for some reason, but it is Germany, so. You know, yeah. I'll take it. Yes. And then Agent 13 kisses Captain America. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck. <laughs> And I wrote my note, Bill's, Bill's favorite, favorite part. part. Uh, no, this, fuck you. Yeah. I don't, I try not to cuss on this show. This I just right, we cuss, cuss all the time. I know you do, but I try not to just because uh, it's just old school like that. But fuck you. No, this sucks. This that, sucks that, so that bad. This like breaks, episode. I'm sorry. Yeah, this, this breaks everything this breaks his character he just spent you launched on this mission because the love of your life that you have held in your heart peggy has passed away you 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 gently held the coffin down the down the aisle in the funeral you didn't run you didn't, you didn't, you didn't here, carry it in on your own yeah <laughs> you your denise inspired you and why what are you doing this makes no sense, and it has no payoff. Like nothing happens because of this. this <laughs> no, they just, don't even. She's nothing. Not this, even around later this, on. She's in the not movie around. Series. I don't think you see her again in this film. If I'm not mistaken, maybe you do. You don't. No. So why did you do this? Like this movie is long enough. Long enough. You could have just been pals, partners, because Peggy was your love of your life, and this is her niece, and the niece is going to help you do this thing because you're in league together, and you have the same morals and. Why are you smooching? And why are neither of you like grossed out by this? Like, like legitimately grossed out. Captain America denied the wily charms of Black of of Scarlett Johansson. Like, they didn't get together after spending months, uh, spending movies together, and all of a sudden. You just you hook up with this rant and not hook up, but you smooch with this rando that was the related to the love of your life. This sucks. So and they make a comment how they should have we should have did this sooner. Yeah, he says it was long overdue. We should have done this sooner. (laughs) Yeah, maybe you didn't realize she was a special agent that was related to the woman you've given your heart to. You're waiting for the last. I'm still waiting for that dance. Still waiting for that dance. Oh, hang on, hold on with that dance. There's a, a attractive niece that's here. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna succumb to that because I don't know. I'm just gonna forget who I am for a scene. This... You want to get it real gross? Uh, think about the end of Endgame and what this person is to Steve now. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh, come here, niece. You're delete. You're you're polluting the gene pool. Don't do that. Well, apparently she, uh, she hasn't still. showed up again, but she's supposed to be reprising her role in the upcoming Falcon and Winter Soldier in 2020. That's fine, but care. I don't care. This, this sucks. This sucks. This is bad. No, I agree. It, it's that's why I wrote down too because it, it's it's more unearned than it's, the Natalie Portman stuff. It's oh. better than that one because it's not the crux of the movie. It has no bearing on the rest of it. Right. That like the power of love is what spurns him to to act. Right. It's not as bad as that. You're exactly right. But this is still 
and again, it shouldn't. Maybe it shouldn't annoy me as much as it does. But we've spent so much time with Captain America, with him being this paragon of of morality. And again, I'm not saying he can't have a love interest. That's not that's not what I'm saying. But he just mourned the death of the love of his life, and now she he's kissing her. For no reason. That's, that's the other side of it. Like if it cattle, if it caused a catalyst, right? If it sparked a thing in this film, in the plot, all right, okay, well, fine. But there's no reason for it other than to really annoy everybody in the theater. Really, <laughs> well, we get the we or get the to fun. get a kissing to get a kissing scene because I guess movies have to have one yeah. scene. <laughs> right. I guess they don't. You're doing fine up to this point, fellas. We, we get no, the approving the approving bro nods from Captain or uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon. I will say I really do like I do like the turn of uh, of Winter of Winter Soldier kind of becoming a team member, and him and Falcon are very funny. Yes. In that car. Like, could you could you move your seat up? No, no I can't. <laughs> and then kind of scooches over into the middle to get more leg room. It makes me very excited for that upcoming Disney Plus show. Yeah, yeah, which is only going to be six episodes. Apparently, going to show what she's been doing since this because she when she does this. She is on the run because now she's a criminal because she helped right. them and she doesn't right. show up again, even though after Endgame, I feel like government wouldn't be wouldn't matter because after Infinity War and Endgame, like you've been it's been five years, like government is should be fucked at this point when people start disappearing. So maybe it's like reality and certain people disappearing government probably wouldn't affect much. Okay. So bad. Anyway, that that's my there's my my hot take. You were correct. <laughs> you were correct in your assumption that I would dislike this very much. I should I should open up this episode like I did in Gil- on a three hour episode, a three hour episode <laughs> on that road. Hopefully not. But OK, so this is when you have Cap Cap shows up in his VW, ends up meeting with the rest of the team, Hawkeye, Wanda, and they open the van. Like, I got a new guy. He's all ready to go. And it's Ant-Man just sleeping in the back. I like that. <laughs> great. I all love right. when he meets Cap and he starts shaking his hand. He's like, it's so great to meet you. I probably should stop shaking your hand, shouldn't I? I just keep shaking his hand. I, <laughs> I love to, that. To Wanda, it's like, hey, I know you too. You're great. <laughs> He's, he is it's so nice to see him and again the timing of this is great because again we've had we need some levity we need some fun so let's bring in a little spider-man let's bring in some physical comedy with falcon and winter soldier that seems kind of still on character and then we get paul rudd which is always a fun to see on screen he's great gosh he's good i i love the idea of us of a superhero who's not really again not great at it but underst- understands his abilities enough to be effective, but still isn't like super serious superhero. You know, like, oh, you know, he's not a Captain America. He's he's going to have a little bit of fun with this. And that's oh, so great. He's a fanboy. He's like the, the he's current Miss Marvel, Kamala that's Khan. And she's a huge fangirl. It's awesome. <laughs> Pretty great. Avengers game again. So then you yes. go, <laughs> so then they finally decide, okay, they have to get to that where Serbia to stop these soldiers that are, that to get, they think the guy that Zemo is going to, the purple sock man is going to wake up. <laughs> so then that's coming. So then you have the empty, they go to the, they go to the airport and you even have a scene today. They're evacuating the airport, evacuate the airport. And all I could think of was, oh yeah, man, a seal came out after before this happened. Oh, and oh did it? Uh, it did. And it, Again, I mean, I know I brought up Age Ultron, too, in that recording, but it just in this part is I don't like a good chunk of I don't like the rest of this movie. I'm going to say that right now. Including this scene. Yeah. This fight scene. I don't like them fighting each other. I I knew that. I knew that was coming. It's Mm -hmm. a thing for me. Like, I don't I I really like these superheroes a lot. I really like these characters a lot. And they mean a lot to me, especially Captain America. And to see them fighting each other where they really shouldn't be. And it's like they should. It, it makes me upset, you know, and it just like it's, it's a good movie. Like it's a good, but I don't enjoy it. So I just gotta get that out there before we before my my comments come out the next part. Yeah. 
It's understandable. It, this and is I, the second best fight scene in the, all of the MCU, in my opinion, though. It's fun, but I don't like seeing heroes fight. That's, I don't like seeing people fair. who, yes, their ideologies are a little bit different, and that's what they're fighting, which is like, but it's not, they shouldn't, like, they should have found a way to try to realize what Ross is doing is wrong. And yes, they made some fuck ups, but they should work together not against each other and because again he even threatens at one point before he even threatens to throw tony in jail if he doesn't get captain america it's just like he's not i mean they're not on their side he's gonna throw him in jail the first chance he gets anyway like he's just waiting for it you can you can and i think tony starts to realize it a little bit later after the airport scene but it just i don't like it it's it's fair it, it is very fair and i can see why you don't like it it's i think from a filmmaking perspective and a story perspective it's very good i think it, again ideologies it's. I think it really humanizes these characters too. None of these people are making good decisions, right? No, Captain America is not making a great decision to go after, you know, to take on his friends. You know, they're of course the the um, <clears throat> excuse me, the 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 Stark the Stark crew. They're they're obviously they're just to get the Winter Soldier. That's that's what they're there for. So their yeah. goal is to to apprehend the Winter Soldier. All right. If you if they just just got out of their way, they wouldn't have fought him. But and Winter Captain, Soldier is a criminal. He is, he is, but he's not the he's not the criminal. He's not really because Captain America realizes, you know, he's not the guy. He was, he was framed. This is a frame job. We need to discover a frame job, and there's a bigger threat out there. So we're not going to let you get our guy. And but the problem is, is that Captain America is so hung up on he's my friend. He's my friend. I can't let you get my friend. Really? Like, okay, he's your, he's your pal, like I said in the open, but he's not really, like, your brother, you know? It, it, that motivation, and that's where he makes his mistake, is that instead of trying to be amicable, he's just trying to protect his friend. But, again, we'll see at the very, very end, he has no ill will, but he, he, he and his mind is on a mission. I need to get the Winter Soldier. He's going to help me get into this bunker so we can stop these super soldiers that are much more important than you guys or your silly rules or your silly treaties that I didn't sign. And this is more important. So if you're going to try to stop me, I'm going to stop you. This is a lot of pulling punches, this battle. No one's really trying to seriously hurt anybody. Of course, when you punch somebody in the chest with the force of a <laughs> of a, of a, of a hammer, you know, with insane amount of force, you are going to damage them. But they're superheroes. They can take it. This is relative to what they can do. Actually, I think um, Scarlet Witch actually uh-huh. mentions, she mentions, yeah, you're pulling your punches. And, I mean, and Yeah, she and, uh, she and Clint have the exchange. She's like, we're still friends after this. He's like, well, that depends on how hard you hit me or something like that. Black Widow, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, and, that's yeah, and this is just supported by. I agree with you. I agree with you, Michael. This is this is a top three action scene in the entire MCU. Yeah, mm-hmm. two's probably right. Is it is full of excitement and the environments change. I think the scenes where a Spider-Man is taking down the Winter Soldier and Falcon in the <laughs> in that bridge is wonderful. Like it's showing him to be. It's it's a nice showcase for him because we have never seen him actually do anything. His reveal is fantastic. His appearance just boom shows up, Andrew and their Bruce. comments. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> their comments are great. You know about it's got some levity to it. It's light. It's it's just a shame. And we'll get to you know because there are two stages of the stages of this. There's that first fight, and then there is the they have like the square off, like the official square off where, mm-hmm. and that's before giant Ant Man, which is my <laughs> my favorite moment of the movie. That, maybe that is a great scene. And then you also have the little scene that I opened up this. Oh, episode with whether he throws the water truck he thinks it's a water truck and it shows him <laughs> like it just i mean there are some cool scenes in this fight 
I just don't like seeing them yeah. become villains in a sense and how yeah. their friends just turn on them. It, it bugs me. Yeah. And that's a personal thing. Right. And I, I, I was watching this and I, I knew I'm like, oh, he, Mike's going to hate this because <laughs> I know you don't, you don't like watching superheroes. No, it, each other. it bugs yeah. me because it's not, they shouldn't be like they're, yes, they're trying to stop Winter Soldier, but they're not listening to, to Steve. They're not, all they're doing is following Ross and Ross, is a great guy to follow. And, that, and that's the other part. It's like, you know, he's an idiot. You know, there's issues here yet. You're just going along with it because you don't want to be in jail yourself. So you're technically just on that line, just waiting until the day he throws you in jail too. And it's, and that's also, it's a, it's an example of, of people. We all do this every day, making important decisions with incomplete information. And that's what it is. It's Captain America <clears throat> doesn't quite understand what Tony Stark is, is he's got his mission. He's one single minded, which is a problem. And Tony Stark, of course, is single minded. We have to stop him. He's a criminal. This is is, he's a criminal like this is our job now because we don't do our job. We're now you we're on your side of the tarmac and we can't be there because we can't fight City Hall forever. We can't be the outlaws. We can't be on the run forever. We can't be and Batman, you know, Nolan Batman. That's what Batman does. He he says, you know what? I need to be the villain that everyone I need to be the bag, the, the hero everyone needs, not the one I want, which means I need to be the villain. I need to be outside of everything, under the shadows. That's what I'm going to do because that's what everyone needs right now. That's kind of what Captain America does. But it's also uh, you know, buoyed by some just incredible fun action. Um, I like that the vision shows up, kind of like dad. All right, kids. Hey, stop it. And kind of gives his little, his little spiel, kind of being the omnipotent power that he is. Um, yeah, I said he appears like a dad breaking up a fight. Get on your own side. And this is where they kind of have the square off. Now... Before I get to this bit, was there the money anything shot. The, the money shot, right? The money shot in, an event, in the Marvel movie is always the big heroic moment where you get the Marvel music, the Avengers music. Um, you know, you get the movie poster scene. This is the same frame up, but I find it very sad. And this is not fun. And it's good. It's great. It bothers me a lot with everything it's with the fight. Sad. I think it's also interesting that Vision isn't in the majority of this fight because if no. he was in this fight, it'd be just like in Thor would be here. It'd yeah. be over with really quick because yes. those are two powerhouses that are Hulk. You know, that's why Thor and Hulk are not in this movie. because right. or, or if the writers remember the Wanda is there. Yes, because they keep forgetting. Well, because she's again, she's just their little, you know, again, the little Joker card. She's throwing they cars at Iron Man and War Machine. She's not like she could kill a couple people pretty easily if they really wanted to. But again, nobody's trying to kill anyone. They're just trying to stop them. I think it's pretty early. They realize that they're not all going to leave. Like some of them are yeah. to, to, in order to get Cap out with Winter Soldier. They're going to have to sacrifice themselves and get caught. Michael, what was your what, what was some of your favorite parts of this whole this whole scene? So pretty much everything out of Sam's mouth is gold. Yep. Or <laughs> <Where> Spider-Man <laughs> crawls along the ceiling. Wonder Souls are like, what the hell is that? Everyone's got a gimmick now. That's <laughs> yeah, so good. It's so good. <laughs> and then uh, when he pulls in Red Wing to, to carry Spider-Man out, Wonder Soldier's like, you couldn't have done that earlier. there's a little camaraderie going on there it's really great development uh very very good character development very quick no i agree with that for sure so it makes me very excited for that show coming out and then uh pretty much hawkeye is awesome in this too yeah it's like retirement in two not fun playing golf he's like well i played 18 shot 18 just can't seem to miss that's so good (laughs) again you missed me i made you look yeah it's it's the, the the filmmakers are peppering this scene that is sad, right? It's sad. We don't want to see our heroes fighting each other. None of this is good. Again, none of this is good. But again, when you pepper that in, it's showing they still have a connection. They're still connected as a team. They're just going about this the wrong way. Instead of like you said, Mike, they instead of just teaming up, figuring it out, 
they their ideologies have gotten blinded them to what was most important and uh you know because if, yeah that whole crew went after whatever Zoller or Zoman <laughs> yeah. whatever his name is they, this wouldn't this movie be done be shorter than this podcast it's just that writing cliche of plot that happens because it's poor communication like yeah it happens exactly. so often in movies it's, eh. Whatever. Yeah, in- incomplete information. Big decisions made on incomplete information or inaccurate. So, yeah, I actually like. Then we kind of end up with giant, uh, giant Ant Man. Uh, throughout this Ant-Man. whole thing, he is causing havoc, and it's great. Again, it's nice seeing him do things because um, because Ant Man is such a fun little little joy of a movie. And <laughs> you know, he gets inside Iron Man's suit, and starts pulling out wires, just yes. like he did. In the- it's your conscience talking. We haven't speaked in a while. <laughs> Speaking of that, Mike, you got at least like the the Ant Man Hawkeye fastball special equivalent from the comics, where it was kind of cool. Yeah. Hawkeye shoots the arrow with Ant Man on it. That's great. It was so Very good. Cool. Uh, so Ant Man, of course, gets uh, super big, which <laughs> is just so fun. It is. <laughs> Rody, okay, little guy's big now. <laughs> yeah. Everyone has their moments, and again, this these filmmakers are exceptional at giving everyone time to shine and time to do something fun, something interesting that moves the story along, and that's just fantastic, sharp filmmaking. I love, uh, you know, we get full kaiju at this point, where it's just Godzilla <laughs> just like destroying like the planes. And here again, my thought, because this is good too, because now all I'm thinking is, yeah, you're fighting. In an airport, destroying the tarmac, destroying planes, d- 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 the, t- the tower falls down. Like the airport, the the, the, the control tower just falls. It yeah, because Vision that. beams the the hell out of it. Yeah, he beams the hell out of it. He drops the thing because they got to stop him with in almost a wily e. coyote kind of like stop on the roadrunner way. Like first it's the safe, then it's like the the iron an iron plate, then it's like the Titanic, then it's like a building. Like they're trying <laughs> to stop him with more and more stuff and. Uh, and I'm thinking, like, you guys, don't you see, like, did anyone stop and go, hey, <laughs> we're kind of doing what Ross, Ross <laughs> won. Right. So annoyed they're both named Ross. That really <laughs> freaking bugs me. They're not even related. I was looking it up. It doesn't look like they're related. No, they're not related. They're two completely so different characters. Really <laughs> completely different. That places. is stuck in my craw. That sucks. I, this, you know, I, sorry, I lost train of thought because I forgot how annoying. You're, we're doing what he says. Like this is this we're 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 causing more problems over us just bickering. Oh, yeah, we're not doing... even fighting a villain in the process. No, we're not. <laughs> nothing is being gained from this. Like no one, no one is stopping to say, "Hey, let's talk about it." Okay, Captain America never said, "I don't think." Hey, Winter Soldier wasn't under his control, and he didn't. He wasn't under his own control. He's now okay. Nobody knows the passphrase. Nobody's gonna turn him on again. Like no, they don't communicate because they don't communicate. And he's like, "Well, no, you're a bad guy. You're a villain. You're a criminal. I gotta bring you in," which again is weird for Iron Man. That's a weird character turn. Like again, I get the motivation for him to stay in iron, stay in the suit is pretty strong. But yeah, yeah, this is sad. And again, like I said, when they have that big combination, I don't think they play the Avengers theme. I don't think they do. Don't remember it because that's so iconic. Yeah, I don't think so. And they're and they're doing the circle of everyone's just paired off, punching each other, close quarters, which is what this always is when they have this shot. And it's just sad, and it, I, it really bummed me out. There was nothing heroic about it, and the filmmakers did not make it heroic. They were showing this is now a schism. They are divided, and this the civil war is on officially. Yeah, but yep. But wonderful fight like this happened in the comics, so they had to make it happen in the movie. Yeah, and I'm glad they did. But but the framing and the the cinematography and the choreography is 
unparalleled. I mean, it's there's only a couple that are better. Maybe Endgame is probably better. Yeah, yep. I'd That's... argue that. Yeah, Endgame's end. The end of Endgame is probably the best action scene in the entire MCU. It's, it's earned, though. After oh my god, well that's why. Some movies, yeah. It's earned. It's 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 just payoff after payoff. It is just I would say something gross, but it is just <laughs> pop after pop. Let's just put it that way. That's all it is. So anyway. It's a great movie from what I remember, but I only seen it once. Oh. Yeah, that's not, I, how much time do I have in my hands? I got to watch the last Lord of the Rings, the Oscar winner first. Anyway, so that's we get to the point where um, Winter Soldier does indeed escape. They try to seal him off. They both get sealed off. Uh, Captain America and um, Winter Soldier, the only two that make it into the hangar, right? Yeah, uh, only they do. Well, right. and, uh, and Black uh, Widow's waiting Black for him. And Black Widow, in a very interesting turn, lets them go. Oh, and uh, Black Panther, right? Yep. And, and she shocks Black Panther over and over again to let them escape. She has this very strange line. She's like, I told you you could find them. I told you I'd help you find them, not catch them. Yep. So was she all the, the whole time on board with Cap? I can see that based on their relationship and their connection. I that think time she realized that he had a reason why he was doing it. And that's why she sides with him at the very end. I don't think right. she was ever asked. I don't be- I believe that she was against them until the very end when it changes. That's I don't think she was. And if I may back up two seconds, just one quick comment, which my, my favorite line in, in my favorite moment in the fight was when, you know, they're in uh, Ant-Man's going full Kaiju and, <laughs> and <laughs> Spider-Man is like, do you remember that old movie? It was like empire strikes something. And you know how they took down those things. <laughs> and like Falcon's like, how old is this kid? Or no, uh, Tony was like, how old is this kid? Cause he doesn't, he's never, he's, Empire Strikes Back is like this little movie you probably saw on yeah. cable, and they take him down like an ATAT is extremely clever. Oh, it was, <laughs> it was uh, my favorite Rose movie. character, you know, uh, Terrence Howard, right? Isn't that who, who plays? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's funny next time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love making that joke in this, in this series, it's good, but anyway, so I just wanted to point that out. I completely forgot, and I didn't want to be remiss. And yeah, because we'll uh, bring up a moment like that during Infinity War, too. We certainly will, yes, we will. So yeah, we speaking have the after- speaking yeah, so- of Rhodey. Jeez, speaking. Well, they go chasing after the Quinjet and Vision's distracted by Wanda somehow because she's uh, pretty. Yeah, <laughs> she's well, yeah. got those corsets. You know, understandable. Yeah, yeah he shoots the the Mind Stone beam and takes out Rhodey's arc reactor. And Rhodey I mean, goes down. If that would have hit Falcon, that would have killed Falcon. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're so right. I was like, yeah, he was gonna kill somebody. And yep. when this movie came out, I really thought somebody was going to die because in Civil War, somebody dies. I don't remember who, but somebody does die in the comics. Captain America. <laughs> he dies like, right right after it, though. Right I at the end, yeah. Okay, that's what well, I, I uh, thought. Uh, Goliath? Goliath dies, yeah. Because they make like a, a Thor robot and he just pierces through his chest. Yep, it's Goliath. Jeez. Okay. Yeah, Goliath it's a little dark. But wow. I thought somebody should have, like, they should have killed somebody in this movie. I mean, they had enough character. They could have taken out somebody. They didn't take on anybody. I actually, because again, I forgot um, a lot of this. And when when Rose went down, I didn't expect him to go down. I, I thought, again, Iron Man would save him at the last second. Oh, no, he he crashes to the ground. And I thought he dies. I'm like, oh, wow, they're going to kill off Warhammer. And I'm thinking like, do I remember seeing him again in the other movies? <laughs> I think I do. Oh, I wonder. But I didn't. I, I thought they were going to kill somebody, too. But yeah, um, it, it would have made sense if they did. Well, this is actually fine. This is actually it's it's enough without losing a character because Tony does realize now he's now almost lost someone he cares about deeply. You know, connect that back to the beginning when he gets the picture from the lady 
waiting for the service elevator, which she wouldn't. Why would you be there anyway? We already covered that. Uh, <laughs> we, we, he's, he's now experienced the same trauma. And now he's starting to break towards, you know, kind of the more of the empathy. And again, this, you would think this would galvanize him more, but I think it ends up, once he realizes, as we come to realize, he realizes that he was wrong. He realizes, <laughs> I, did the, I, did the, I, I went about this the wrong way. Oh, it's, and the, did you mention the raft yet? We're not there yet. Okay. No, we're not there yet. This is, this is directly before that. I was apparently looking at pictures of Scarlett Johansson, I was like, and I forgot. I was, I was reading about her, and I'm like, oh, I should pay attention to what we're recording. Vision syndrome. You're getting distracted by the cute. No, I am getting distracted by the cute. I don't know. I just I, I saw a thing that held different images of her from different movies. I'm like, oh, so I started clicking, and I just kept clicking. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, all. I was like, wait, where are we again? Sorry, uh, keep going. So then this this cuts over then to, um, we cut quickly to Moscow, or back to, was it? No, back to Germany. He could not, oh no, is. no, sorry. Ma, he's uh, Zoller. I can't keep forgetting his name. Zemo. 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 Zemo is in is, is in he Moscow in now. Siberia. Or is he yeah. on his way to Siberia? He's on his way to Siberia. You're right. And he calls into Germany to his hotel room uh, because evidently he murdered the person that the UN. The, so he impersonated a UN guy, but this isn't clear. Yeah. Psychiatrist. Because, yeah, the, the psychiatrist, and he, he murdered it and made it look like a suicide, which is pretty grisly. That was a pretty grisly scene. Yeah, and it, like, my kid was in the in the audience, like covered his eyes a little bit, like ooh, it's not. But I didn't understand like it why he's all. But I guess he wanted them was, to find out that he orchestrated this and he, you know, that they fell for his plan. No, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I think it was just to get Tony to to follow Cap to Siberia. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because that's what he wanted to do is do is, is break up the break up the band. Okay, so, and this uh, is when they go to the Tony goes to the raft and you see Scarlet Witch in like a straight jacket in a cell, yeah. um, Ant Man in a cell, Falcon in a cell, Hawkeye in a cell, and that's when they have the whole scene where they Hawkeye's kind of calling him a, a traitor and stuff. And okay, yeah, we, we kind of see a uh, shades of Ronan here from Hawkeye where he's starting to get a little unhinged. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> he's not he's not uh yeah he's definitely he's kind of seeing what they're what he's doing you know he's seeing the effects of what of this he tony is seeing the effects of the decision he's made mm-hmm. and the side he's on and he's starting to crack under it because he has feelings for these people he has a relationship with these people they've been through insane battles together and the fact that they're now literally in jail cells and he's like yeah he even says like i, I didn't realize it'd be a jail cell you know yeah he's like he's this like, place isn't meant for this place is meant for uh villains it's meant yeah, for maniacs. hawkeye interrupts and he's like criminals it's it's what we are now tony thanks to you right yeah right. I, the raft is from the comics too by the way yeah it's thing. one of five super villain prisons yeah, that they all break out of an Avengers cartoon in the first episode. But it's funny when you kept saying raft, I was like, oh, okay. And then I realized I had no idea what you were talking about. <laughs> like, I don't remember anybody like doing Breath of the Wild sailing. Like, I don't I don't remember that. I, I didn't so that's like what they call that the raft. OK, yeah, yeah I didn't like they're in that prison that 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 also bugs me too in this movie, because here you they shouldn't mean locks them in a maximum security prison. And besides which they're all just regular people yeah. without their without their <laughs> without their costumes. Yeah, they're just they're just incarcerated they're just in jail and uh it is sad it's supposed to be sad and it's not 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 much in this movie coming going forward from here from here on from the battle on out it's not much fun or no and or, i don't like the rest of this movie like i don't like you have where where tony stark talks to ross he's like well what do you tell you because he wait when falcon tells him where he is he ends up cutting the the audio so they can't see they can't hear what he's saying 
and then you have a scene where he where he tells he tells Raw, hey, just call me if you need me. I love to put you on hold and watch it beep. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Which you know, foreshadowing what's going to happen later in this movie. Which I mm-hmm. and it's just the whole part. He goes in the Quinjet. He's leaving, and he activates his suit from in there by putting his finger in a freaking uh, hole. The finger hole. <laughs> it's okay. So every and, every Iron Man movie that he's in, he's got to have some kind of gimmick suit. This one's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean it's fine. I do like the fact that the Quinjet goes one way, so they can follow the Quinjet, and he'll sneak off the other way. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, because he's starting to not trust Roth, and he's starting to really kind of go away from them. And I but like th- that. This is also the point where Friday gets gets up with them about the uh, the murdered psychiatrist, and they also find the prosthetics that would make someone look like Bucky. Oh, yeah, and he finds out that you also, I guess, because I, I stopped taking notes around this point, because <laughs> I had to watch on my phone. This is when you have, uh, Rhodey has the MRI, finds out he's paralyzed, might never walk again. Yeah, that's a lie. Um, this is also when he tells uh, Black Widow that Chat, God, T'Challa told them what happened, that she stopped him, so now she's, a, now she's now they're mm-hmm. hunting her. It's like, I thought that was kind of weird. She signed the Scovia Accord just because she stopped him from killing someone that now she, I don't know, I, I, I thought that was kind of interesting, weird to me. They put her on the run, too, because she sided with Captain America, but I guess it makes sense. I just... Yeah. It, again, it was never about the Accords. Like, you do one thing wrong, you're thrown in prison immediately. Like, it was, like, a very... Uh, you know, you know even, even, even when I say something wrong, I shouldn't say, because I'm thinking of what, what it, our current world. Just more of, you do something that doesn't agree with what they want. Even though he didn't hurt you, didn't you're arrested and you're done. Like, no question, unlike in real, you know. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. It's control based, right? It's it's yeah. That's all it was about. Yeah, it was all in the end because again, government bad is kind of like the theme of the MCU almost, where never trust never trust the governing bodies because they're always going to have their own agendas. Um, So yeah, and that's and that is you know that's kind of how the world works to a certain extent. You know, corporations don't care. That's just what it is because their only goal, corporation at least, is their only goal is to turn profits. They that's just what their goal is. That's what they're designed to do. People in corporations can care. People in governments can care. But as an entity, they just cannot. They're not set up to do that. And, and people is- in charge are can't be can't be pals because in the end of the day, as friendly as you are, they're beholden to the whims of the corporation. And that's what they have to do. Or they just go outside of it. They just go outside the rules and and do their own thing you know, or behave the way or empathize the way they need to, et cetera. So, yeah, this is a theme. It's a very real theme. Um and it's 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 an undercurrent throughout the entire MCU. So, and this is also when you have uh, Zemo shows up at the base finally, and then you have Steve and Winter Soldier show up to the base too. And you still have half an hour left of this movie, by the way. At this point, <laughs> sure do, sure do. We're yeah, yeah. This is and where I, I start watching it today. I watch it all on my phone. I watch this today too, and I just didn't want to watch it. Like I just didn't enjoy. Wow. I'm at the point where I'm just like, I'm done with this movie. I don't like where this. I mean, I know where it's going, of course, but I don't like where it's going. I do like there's a small scene where they're sitting in a plane, Winter Soldier and <laughs> Cap, and they're talking about how they one time had a hitchhiker walk or something because they spent their money on hot dogs <laughs> trying to win a bear. Like I thought it was cute. They had like a friendly yeah. moment. Yeah. And he's like, oh, she'd be a hundred years old. It's like, buddy, we are too. <laughs> I like that. Reminiscing about old times, it's kind yeah, of yeah. I, nice. I like that they have that little scene before things become really bad because things get really bad real fast. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. And one yeah, thing I, interesting about this scene, like going back and watching it when I know where it's going, like you see them, like they are ready to fight these super soldiers. They are ready for a, you know what's coming. Just oh, yeah. them two against six people. They and and they suit up and they're they're yeah they're ready. I like that. Just to very quickly go back. I like that scene because it's giving us the 
it's giving us a little bit, a taste of a connection between the two. Up until now, it's just been protective and team teammate, but really kind of showing that friendship that um, how long they've been friends, mm-hmm. those recollections. It's starting. It's it's starting to. It's trying to really cement them as a strong connection as to why Captain Merrick would risk everything to save this guy. It's too little too late. Yeah, I mean, it's too little too late at this point because we we've spent a lot of time with these guys and they've been partnered and he's protecting him and getting all that good stuff. But they've never really given us that kind of meat, right? That kind of stuff, that meat of the relationship that fuels him really want to save his friend's life. And no, I have best friends. I would probably um, go to the ends of the earth to help. But if you had just seen me and my friend together for a couple hours, right, you wouldn't know that. So we need, they needed a lot more of that, but they have to fit a lot of story into this movie. And I think that's just what it was. We just got to, we can't, we can't dine on these things, Um, but it could have been done in, in a little more gracefully. Yeah, like we, did get, oh, we did get some of that, uh, the buddy-buddy stuff in the first Captain America movie, but since that was like 30 movies ago, like, <laughs> exactly. I can't expect right. people to remember that. But even then, you only get like, you know, maybe maybe 10 minutes worth of movie of that. Yeah, that's fine. You don't get a ton because most of Captain America is about, you know, him becoming a super soldier and then, you know, Red Face and all the rest of it. There's not a lot of, 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 uh, of Bucky in there. There is, and it's there, right? And they, so you, you're really banking on the fact that people have seen this movie. But again, think about it four years ago. God, only four years ago. This is nuts. <laughs> four years ago, um, you know, how many people are seeing this movie now who jumped on at Avengers? You know, probably didn't see the first one, you know, Captain America, which was before that, obviously. So I don't know. I think there could have been a lot more of this to really cement that drive. But, um, you know. It's still, it's still fine. It's still, oh, it's still fine. I want to say when Iron Man shows up though for the like when he shows up at the base, I like that part at first because he's like, hey, maybe you're not so crazy, but maybe your story mm-hmm. makes sense. Like I, I like that. Yeah. And yeah. it isn't until they go a little bit farther when they get when they find Zemo again and they start seeing that you know what's happening, what's going on. Like he starts explaining to them. You see Black Panther has snuck in there. They find all the super soldiers are dead. And what irritates me is this whole thing, like his whole plan goes into action where then he starts playing the video and he talks about, oh, I haven't thought of nothing else for over a year. It's like you spent one year studying these guys because your family died because they stopped a world ending event. So you're, I don't I, it bugged me for some reason. Like one year seemed like a small amount of time. Yeah. And like, why kill all the other super soldiers? Like, yeah, I think I it understand like, like Bill said, it's going to be a red herring just to get everyone here. But like, I don't know. It just seemed weird. Like, why even do anything with them? Just, I mean, you could have them here. Just have them be dead already. Like, who cares? Yeah. He 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 has one line where he says, you know, I don't want the world needs let the world doesn't need more of you. So, which is why he goes in and shoots it. Basically saying, I we don't need more heroes who who don't really save anybody who just yeah. cause more problems than they're worth. This is a poor motivation. This is not strong enough to uphold to hold up what what he's done. I mean, think about the lineage of stuff this guy has done to get to this place. He fa- family dies. Right. And feel free. I don't have this written down, so I might miss a few things, but I'm watching he, it right now. as We're talking. Yeah. He bombs, he bombs it. He bombs a, the UN, right? Well, how does he start? I don't even remember how he starts this whole thing from going, going part. It's been three hours, but he, <laughs> he has a long, he has this long road involving bombings and, you know, 
chemical weapons, which I don't even think that was him, but chemical weapons and kiss, killing people and chemical ten- weapons him. We don't know yeah, actually. Yeah, you're right. Um, framing suicides and pretending to be a UN UN person that evidently UN badges don't have people's faces on them. Clearly, <laughs> I guess they don't. You know, and pros and, and prosthetics. That is one such a big MacGuffin oh. plot moving device and framing and getting the the codes, the codes and getting the book and the mission plans and waterboarding. That's not really waterboarding, just no. killing people in horrendous <laughs> ways. This whole long road just to break up the Avengers because they, like you said, Mike kind of uh, t- tangentially killed your family. Like what? That's like trying to topple a regime because they had a war in your, a war in your backyard and they were just collateral damage where most people will just, bemoan that and 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 note that's a tragedy that's absolute tragedy he breaks crazy and like legit crazy and just decides to go on this elaborate plot i don't know it's weird and he succeeds as we find out to answer your question cross apparently in the mcu wiki it says that crossbones became an he said on a path to make everyone involved in Downfall suffer the pain and loss he endured. During a mission with Nigeria, Crossbones had lured the Avengers into a public battle under the guise that he was attempting to steal a biological weapon. During all that to- all that chaos, Crossbones fought against Captain America, had performed a final suicide attack, which had killed himself and several innocent civilians. Yeah, so he was all him just trying to kill kill Captain America and get revenge. It had nothing to do with actually him being hired by like Claw or anyone in, anyone in here, which is that dumb little part. Weird. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. That's interesting. I saw. I just he's. It's a long way to go. And, yeah, no, you're right. I thought I and, was. Thinking you're right. Maybe he was hired by you know this character as I was looking up too. But no, he's just. It's just an interesting part of the movie that doesn't really need to be there. I yeah. like it just to add okay. to why they're villains. It's the intro. It's just the intro to. It's a setup for the character for that for the new Avengers team so they can do things. It's a. It's a catalyst. That's fine. But um, he doesn't have to be part of the major plot. The Yes, but that's just really what it is. It's it's it's, it's again not to reiterate myself a hundred times. It's long enough. It's just not great, and I agree with you, Michael. Uh, Mike, it's it's not strong at all. What do you think, uh, Michael? Uh, I mean, it's just like I said earlier. It's just the villain plot is just to string along the heroes and uh, put them in the situations that the that they need to be in. I guess it, I don't know. It, it, MCU has had weaker villains, but this one's still pretty low on the list. Yeah, I don't think they've really got a good villain until Black Panther, which we'll get to. And again, I haven't seen it, so I'm not. I don't. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's just not great. And it sets up the the beginning of the end. Yeah, and this whole like so back to what we were saying. Or I was saying I should say like when Tony shows up and he starts, he plays the video of how Winter Soldier killed his parents back in '91. He's like, Cap, did you know? Did you know? You know, tears coming down his eyes. I mean, there's no tears, but um, I'm not adding that. But it's just in. I didn't know this, but Cap's like, yeah, I knew. He finds out the end of Winter Soldier in a very brief scene where he gets documents. That's how he found out what happened. Hmm. It's in the very end of the credits, or right before the credits, there's something, or I think it might say 1991, I can't remember, but that's how he finds out. And then you have this whole scene where Iron Man and Winter Soldier and Cap all fight throughout this bunker, Bucky tries to escape, and there's cool scenes, and we'll go more into it if you guys want to, but I don't like it. Them trying to cool escape fight. up through the That's cool. the shaft is cool, but like the fight in the tunnel is just kind of eh, eh. okay. I can't be the only one that thought when they're punching Iron Man, like Captain America is and Winter Soldier is with his other arm, 
It should do nothing. You're just punching metal. <laughs> right. That's how I took it. Like, I understand you hit him with a shield. I understand if he hits him with a metal arm. But when you just punch him, you're just punching a metal. Like, I don't think it... I think the, the suit can take things that we've seen in other movies. Like, they shouldn't affect him. They can take freaking gunshots, yet well, punching took, is hurting him. It took cars in this movie. When yeah, I punching is all losing. We're, we're losing. Oh, God. Like, I, okay, that irritates me, too. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sure Cap is strong, but I don't think he hits the, with the force of a car falling four stories. Oh, it bugs me. It's a little thing, but and I, I, the the scene is it's all fueled by by Tony's now blind, insane anger towards Winter Soldier, vengeance. not ve- yes. complete vengeance, complete buying vengeance, which doesn't ring really great for me. Um, he has no relationship to his dad. No, he he hated his dad. I mean, you know, we've established that he was not had a good relationship with his dad. I think he's he was more incensed about his mom. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which I think he, is he does yeah. say that it's like he killed my mom. He killed my mom. He not really his dad so much. He was killed his mom. And to not even stop and think and realize because he says right before this, it's a very funny line when they're kind when you think they're going to get together and stop the bad guys. When Iron Man shows up at the beginning of this scene, he, he points to Winter Soldier. He's got a gun trained on him and, and says, hey, Manchurian candidate. Stop. Put that away. Yeah. please. Come on. That you're, you're freaking me out. You know. He was not of his own control. Yeah, but you and then, know this. That's what I don't because Iron Man feels like a lot of times. I, I mean, he is an emotional character, but he's an intelligent character. Tony Stark is, and then just to completely lose it over one thing and just want to kill somebody because he did something he wasn't under, you know, uh, under his control. Yeah, I would. I would think would. I would think that the emotion would be just again. I'm, I'm not Tony Stark, obviously, but for, I would figure <laughs> the emotion would be just dis- just distraught, like destroyed anger. Yeah. And all, and, and Captain says like he wasn't in his mind. It wasn't him. He was under control. It's Hydra like, who did it. So relax, Hydra. relax. You know, to take him down and talk him down. I would think you'd be able to. And then poor, poor Zomar. I'm not gonna forget his name. I'm calling him different names. Zemo. <laughs> poor Zemo. Poor not poor Zemo. Zemo probably sitting there like, oh, they 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 planned it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it was all hinges on him getting murder rage based off the video of his. Of the Winter Soldier killing his mom. Like, well, he's about to, as we see after this fight, he's about to shoot himself when Black Panther stops him and arrests him. Yeah, well, that's at the, I think that's towards the end of this that's, whole that's, thing. that's after the fight, where yeah. a couple things I would want to mention about the fight. There's a cool scene where they're throwing the shield back and forth and using Love it. it. It's great. It's and great. the part where he rips off Winter Soldier's arm or blows it off. He blows so it off because he's trying to rip out the generator. Yep. When your chest, anyone knows anything about Iron Man, that's a fucking Unibeam. Like, to me, I'm like, yeah, this ain't, this ain't going to work well. <laughs> which it's, obviously doesn't but it blows off his arm i yeah. them, tr- them, them trading the shield back and forth uh, and just really beating down on him is very fun uh, fun it's actually not fun it's, it's brutal cool. it's cool it's brutal um but man you know just watching like you said you know at this point you're not supposed to be having fun like none of this should be fun at this point um it should be exciting it actually might create some cognitive dissonance where you're your brain is having is enjoying the coolness of the action, but the other side of your brain is like, oh, but this really is sad and sucks. And so this joy and sadness just should start clashing. Like, oh, I don't like this. And before <laughs> it, be- like it. before uh, Zemo, I mean, before Isaac, I mean, Zemo tries to shoot himself. <laughs> he ends up finishing listening to the voicemail. I know I said that joke wrong. Uh, he finishes listening to the voicemail. And that's when he and that's when. Black Panther shows up and arrests him, and he almost shoots himself, but Black Panther stops him right before he's able to do it. Yeah, I like Black Panther's speech about how most of this movie is fueled by vengeance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. They're tearing themselves apart. You did all this because of vengeance. I'm tired of being ruled by it now. Yeah, he was trying to kill Winter yeah. Soldier for vengeance, too. Mm-hmm. And then he, yeah. once he realized that Winter Soldier wasn't the guy, it was actually wasn't the guy, he, you know, of course, tries to do the right, the right thing. Yeah. And so he, he could have killed Zemo right there, and then he, yep. he kept him from killing himself. He's like, no, yeah. justice is going to take its toll on you. Yeah, uh, he needed somebody. They, that way they knew it wasn't Winter Soldier. You have a villain. You have someone to blame for the criminal. Even though they still want Winter Soldier, they're still, as you see in the end of this movie, they're still after him. Like, that didn't mm-hmm. go away. Because they still want him for other crimes, even though he was under control. Which, I don't know how that, you know, I feel like if you're a soldier in a, in a, in a military, unless you commit, like, terrible crimes, like as what's happened in Nazi Germany, you're usually, as long as you're following orders that aren't, you know, inhumane, like, you know, like the death camps, you're kind of... You were a soldier, so you're kind of, you know, not, you're kind of let go of things, unless you're a general or something. Right. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, none of this is fun, but it's, it's very effective and it's, it's just really strong filmmaking. I wish, I wish, I wish, uh, Zolarf, <laughs> I wish Zolarf had stronger, I wish Zolarf had, uh, stronger motivations, but, um, he does, he does the job and does the job and it, it works. I just don't understand why that that murderous rage should not have been the the this thing that snaps Tony because he snaps and yeah, uh, the they're, two... they're buddy buddy. It's more red herring. Like we're a buddy buddy. We're gonna go in here. We're gonna fight some super soldiers, and then all of this just goes to shit. Yeah, yeah, it it bothers me. Like this whole everything in this scene bothers me. I like the Black Panther stuff, but the rest bothers me. Like, in the, I mean, there's a cool scene in the fight, which is straight from the comics, where he shoots the beam off the shield, and the shield deflects the beam. I mean, there's a few cool scenes. Black Panther Seems. retracts his claws right before, as you know, he's talking to Zemo before he stops him from shooting himself. Like, there are some cool parts, but I don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's it's like we're like. We're two and a half hours in this movie. We need to wrap it all up. Let's just do this and get it over with. Yeah, two hours I, and nine minutes, sir. At this point, yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a lot it's a lot uh, going on. So, but uh, you podcast, get the point raw where... audio is two and a half hours. But... <laughs> oh well, well, I mean, listen, you won't chatty. be to hear this, but they're we're, all we're, audio. we're a group of uh, chatty Cathys, especially when like, we haven't people, done this in a while. People need to know about Oculus, all right? Hey, hey it's listen. a good movie. <laughs> it is. I, I mean it, Bill. You have to watch that movie and let me know what you think. I, I, I will. Really I will. Like uh, I will report back. <laughs> I'll record you a special, a special half hour recap of uh, of Oculus. You, you know, can... if I could, I would almost want to do it because I know I know my wife would love to, but I'm not watching that movie again. So that's fine. Not that's fine. That movie at all. Yeah, but, you'd uh, hate it. <clears throat> hate it. You like Karen Gillian, but you wouldn't like everything I else. I do. I'll just watch uh, Jumanji again. That's good. So <sighs> we're about to wrap up yeah. so the, the fight ends like where captain america ends up taking the shield and he knocks out the, the center the Arc, core yeah, and iron the man suit and when he takes winter soldier i mean they do have the cool line right before like, like i could do this all day where he yes i love movie and... <laughs> great 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 so good and like there's one part where tony like right before that tony stark or iron man kicks winter soldier right in the face with his boot <sighs> and he doesn't need to because he grabbed and that's when um so captain america's using the shield he knocks off the 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 his helmet and think and Tony Stark thinks you hit him in the face and you know kill him, but instead he just takes up the arc reactor because he never wanted to kill him. He just wanted to stop him. Yeah, mm-hmm. he didn't want to fight the same one, right? And, and it's funny. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's really good. And they and they he picks up Winter Soldier and they and they leave. I guess they leave in the Quinjet that they came in. But it it's I mean it's a good scene. Like this movie was powerful and it hit me. I just wasn't on board with what's happening. He leaves the a, shield though. Cause yeah, because Tony- he tells him to. My like, dad that doesn't belong to you. My dad made that for you. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. He says you you don't deserve it. My dad made it for you. you don't deserve it. And so he just drops it. So effective. Like he mm-hmm. says, okay, 
I'll take it then. And if he actually realized at this point that he is a villain, that he is now a criminal. He is the thing he didn't want to become. Um, again, I've said a couple times, he's gone Batman at the end of uh, Dark Knight. Is it Dark Knight? Batman again, Dark, Dark Knight. Knight. The good movie. Dark Knight. The good one. <laughs> is, that, is that the end of uh, is Batman at the end of Dark Knight? Okay. Um, I, I, in order to... In order to serve others as per my morality, I have to now be the villain. I have to be a criminal and work in the shadows because that's just that's just where we're at. I can't be under the thumb of a government organization that has other agendas, clearly, because that's what happened here, kind of. Kind of what happened here. Without, instead of us being a team and figuring it out and finding the right person to go after – we destroyed an airport and <laughs> beat each other and completely fractured as a team. And um, I forgot that Tony doesn't really need the arc reactor anymore because he's been like cured yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh my great. god, he's he's leaving him to die. <laughs> and and the sh- the couple of shots that I thought were gorgeous, gorgeous shots was the one where you had the shield literally sticking out of him, almost as like the filmmaker saying symbolism theme divide this is this is it and this and then the sh- the shot of tony kind of struggling and it's a slow pan out and the shield is in the corner of the shot and it's him just kind of struggling to move and it's just whew, the arc reactors flickering beautiful shot man do they know how to frame final shots and ending shots this stunning good stuff <laughs> It's good. And then this is when you also have what you see Z- Z-Lo. I probably call him Z-Lo, not on Max. <laughs> Damn you, it worked. You, you see Zemo in, in prison and you have, or in the uh, cell that Winter Soldier in was the, in. He's in the Buzz Lightyear packaging. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yeah, Collector, collector's edition. I mean, that is a that is a good scene. And with the whole thing of, and the Ever Ross, like, you know, if you do this, I'm going to shock you. He's like, please act up. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, he tells him he gets toilet privileges twice a day. What the hell kind of monster? Seriously. <laughs> wow. Hey, I got. I just tried to go and I couldn't. And I had some Diet Coke. Boy, and my bowels are just doing a tap dance. Can I? Can I? Nope. You gotta wait eight hours. Gee, 12 hours. Yeah, <laughs> man. Meals at eight and five. Breakfast or food pri- or toilet privileges twice a day. He's like, good God. I, yeah, I said the same thing. I was like, whoa, man, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're a tough nut, Ross. Yeah, he definitely. It, it's cool though. I don't know. I was just, and then this is when you have the scene where I'm watching Rody right and uh, Rody and Tony Stank. Or uh, yeah, that was funny. Very though. funny. Yeah. <laughs> Checking out the prosthetic legs and a Stan Lee cameo. Yep, that's a good one. Now here's here's my question. I, I I wrote this down. Now now Mike, you you work for FedEx, right? Yes. Okay. How accurate? Was that scene was would he be able to get into there into there with into that compound without like entry? Was his costume correct? Did like how did Stanley approach this this character? Of, well, I'm not of a driver, man. but what I would in my assumption is that you can get in places as long as you know, somebody lets you in. So, yes, yeah, somebody just let him into the place that where he then applied for, you know, and then he got permission to get there. And then, he's, you know, they saw the truck. So, yeah, I mean, I can see it happening. I, I literally wrote in my notes. Let me find the exact words. I said needle Mike about accurate uniform, accurate <laughs> FedEx procedures, etc. So I was just curious. I mean, who knows? You know, um, I like this scene a lot. Of course, it's very, very funny. Yeah. It calls him Tony Stank, which, of course, now Rhodes has just all the ammo he needs for the rest of his life. Yeah, that's not table, going away. <laughs> nope, table for one, table for two, Tony Stank, Mr. Stank. So funny. And I think actually the, the laugh, the little laugh, 
Robert Downey Jr. gives at the end of that is probably genuine. That felt mm-hmm. like a real chuckle at what might have been a little bit of improv. It was ah, so funny. Very good. It, it's one of the better cameos of Stan Lee, too. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's yeah. great. I, it's it's well-timed. We need, after all this despair, we need a little fun. And he's, he's fun. He's Stan Lee. And, well, no, the, the outfit looks right. He has a name badge in the right. He has a lanyard. They don't always wear a lanyard, but it's in the right spot. I mean, I'm watching it right now. But yeah, you're not wrong. And the box is right. That's one of the free boxes that you have for express packaging. Okay. <laughs> See, I, I, don't, I, I, I don't know why I put that in my name. And it even says small box on the side, which all the boxes say is that was a real box that they just did. There you go. See? Except Listen, the I, only thing that isn't right has just an envelope, which they wouldn't have shipped an envelope. I guess it has a phone, too, but it would have had filler in the box, too, technically. Otherwise, it would not have been able. they would not have wanted to ship it because the, the phone would have ju- jumped around in the, in the box. I have taken this down. It would have cost $4 for filler to fill that box, by the way. Everyone listening? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. It, it's $4 for me to fill that box, if you're curious. Yeah. I took I this down brown aside from the box. I, listen, and the phone, I wouldn't I'll... ship the phone like that because you should bubble wrap the phone. You asked for it. You're going to get it. Is the lithium battery okay to to move in? Uh, kind of some thing? yes, you can. You can't ship a lot. Like if you can't <laughs> ship two laptops at the same time because the batteries are too big, you're not supposed to can't ship more than the batteries. You also can't ship uh, bad lithium batteries have become a problem. Are the ones like in those little hoverboard things? You can't. That's too big. You can't ship. It's dangerous. Good. Is it kind of like a camera battery? Uh, cameras are fine, I think. I know okay. it's a big fucking battery. I just know that we're that we used to ship it. I I am like. I the hope Joker. you're all learning I, something, I, listeners. This is I I am literally. I'm literally turning to the Joker. I literally did that just to make this happen. Just to see I, the world burn. I just want to see the show burn. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'll put out the fire. Thank you. That's actually interesting information. No, I mean, I can t- I mean, I know. Yeah, I work there. So I know. Decent- I work at an office location, which is like what Kinko's used to be. But I still deal with yeah. a lot of the FedEx shipping parts of it. So oh, and here's a funny story. So, that, what's, so what is in that properly right. packed? Uh, so what is in that properly packed uh, FedEx package? In this one, it's just a phone. You would have had brown paper. Actually, it should have been bubble wrap and then brown paper around it to protect the phone. But it is an old phone, so those things are pretty durable. Unless you get run over by a car. Your phone gets run over by a car while you're riding home from work that night and you're fighting with your girlfriend and the phone gets run over. You find it the next day and it doesn't work. I mean, then that might have been an issue. But, you know, not like I'm speaking from experience or anything. Huh? <sighs> happened on my blue phones I really liked that I had in high school. Badness. All right. So then this movie cuts back after you see that. You see Ant-Man, Scarlet Witch. They're in, they're in the raft prison and... You, this is when you start seeing all these guards are knocked out. You have Captain America talking about he's talking. This is letter that Tony Stark is reading. So he's reading the letter. They have that plane while you see them in jail. All of a sudden you see a bunch of knocked out guards. The cameras go out. And the last scene of this movie is Captain America walking up, letting, you know, letting them out of prison. He saved them from the raft. Or not the last scene. It's right by the end. You have that scene. And you also have right before that where Tony gets a phone call from Ross. And he pushed him on hold. Yeah. Like he said he would. You get payoff. Yep. I like that payoff. That's good stuff. And I yeah, also like how he I like, I like, he's like, I think he says something to the effect of before that was like, I like watching the little light blink. I like watching that blink. <laughs> that uh, cool. Hold, and, please. Don't you dare. <laughs> and I like how he tells him, like, if you need us, call me. I will be there. Yeah. yeah. Which in, yeah, in the end, he, yeah, in eight, the, oh, yeah, sorry. seven movies. <laughs> Infinity War. Yeah, and in the end, he's going to be a good person and, and realize that his skills are needed, but he can't be a part of that organization. You you do your thing, and I'm gonna do my thing. Um, I think Tony is genuinely touched. Um, I think Gen- Tony realizes. I think I screwed up here, but here I am. This is what it's gonna be. So, uh, and also yeah. the costume that he's wearing 
in or Captain America is in this in the in the next movie, Infinity War, you see him is a nomad costume. This is why that nomad book went from a three dollar book to like a freaking hundred dollar book when it should not really? be. Okay. I have it. Wow. And that's uh and that's the and that's the uh that's the movie. We have our mid credit and our end credit, of course. Um the mid credit scene is where you have Black Panther in Wakanda and Winter Soldier's there, Captain America, and it shows how Winter Soldier is they're trying to help him. He has no arm and they put him in stasis. Yeah, I don't think that's stasis in the movie, but until uh he says until they can get the stuff out of his head, he's he's better going back under. Okay. And yeah. Cap's like well, if they find out he's here, they're going to come for him. Black Panther's like, oh, they can try. And I like and again, you, don't really, you don't see anything about Wakanda yet until the Black Panther movie. But yeah, they'll, they'll be just fine. Like, I like that. I like how T'Challa ends up helping him in the end when he finds out it yep. wasn't him that killed his father. Right. Nope. Cool. It's great. And then our final end credit scene is a Spider-Man moment, which is. Yeah, it's oh, fine. It's okay. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just. Peter gets the the spider light from Tony. Yeah, what was that? It was like the spider UI, like the it's, spider it's, spider gram. Yeah, it's just like a lamp, more or less. It's just a, a spotlight that he uses. Yeah, nah, same thing. Yeah, but I yeah. like his his banter with May was pretty good. It's like, who hit you? What's his name? It's, uh, Steve. It's like, I hope <laughs> you got some good looks, and I did. His, his oh yeah, that is huge. A, like that giant. is the final scene. <laughs> yeah, that was okay. That was kind of funny. You have the little like the little light that go that shines up. On the ceiling. That's cool. He uses it in Spectacular Spider-Man. It's just a little light on his belt. Oh, you mean the, the cartoon? Okay. I was really confused there for a second. Like, there's no movie Spectacular Spider-Man. Should have been. There will be. I bet when they do the next reboot. It's so good. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the best Spider-Man cartoon. Never seen it. It's good. And then it ends with Spider-Man will return. And that's the yeah, end of this Spider-Man movie. Will re- that's interesting. Right Spider-Man will return. That's, uh, <laughs> Did you ever get no a card? Uh... I don't know. I'm sure it's I in there somewhere. Did you get a title card? Yeah, we did. You, you do. It's before the mid credit scene. Oh, is that okay? I must have not been paying. Okay, that's why. Because I fast forwarded when the first credit started. That's why I never saw yeah. it. Yep, you're right. Anymore, I get to the credits and I just pulled up on YouTube for the stingers because Disney Plus is dumb and doesn't <laughs> let me search well. Really? I I did it on my computer and it was fine. Like it showed me the Disney little. Plus. Oh, I, yeah, I use it on PS. Okay, like I use Disney Plus um, on my phone. No issues. I used Disney Plus my computer. No issue. I watched on the PS4. I had three or four times I had to back out of the movie. At one point, I had to restart my PS4 because it just really? Disney Plus is not bad app. This bad app. was the first time I had to back out because I got to the fight in the bunker and it like started doing a weird stutter effect. I'm like, I wonder if this is what Mike has to deal with all the time. Yeah, it is. It is what Mike weird. has to do. <laughs> it doesn't happen all the time, but it, it happened a bunch in this movie. All right, and that wraps up this movie. <laughs> Uh, and do we okay yeah do we i was trying to think do we introduce a movie after shelfer box it's been a while i can't remember all of a sudden no no we we do we uh i think we do shelfer box and then yep, you'll the next movie okay and... let's go shelfer box and i'll start because we'll get the negative out of the way um this is going in, in the box for me i it's a good movie it's a very good movie i don't like it i enjoy parts of it but i don't like the whole concept of the movie and i don't, I liked it in theaters, and I, I don't need to see it again. I'm, I'm glad I watched it for this episode, but I'm done. I'm, I'm not going to probably watch this movie again any anytime. It's just it's not for me. It's going in the box. How about you, Bill? Um, oh, this is uh, this is on the shelf. I, I, I think this is um, this is an excellent subversion of what comic book movies are traditionally are. Again, it, whether how you much like it is going to depend on how much like like you, Mike. You know, if you don't like superheroes fighting against each other, you think that's a anti the points and the kind of spirit 
of the medium, perhaps. That's fine. I, I totally get that. From a filmmaking perspective, um, even though our our villain has very little good motivation, he's not a good villain at all, the fight scenes are excellently choreographed. Um, there's some real visual splendor. There's some fun here. Um, they pepper in the really dark subject matter with with lightness. And it has really strong in theme. And it, it it's really develops the characters very well. And it's a good story. Um, so I think it's an excellent movie. And uh, it is proudly going on my shelf. Uh, I don't know if I'll have to spend another two and a half hours watching it anytime soon. <laughs> but uh, I would certainly pop. And this also be a hard one to pop in, just pop in for funzos. Because it's not terribly fun. <laughs> so... Um, I, based on that metrics, it would probably go on a lower shelf or easily accessible box, um, but I can't put it in the, I can't put it in the garage underneath the, underneath the Christmas decoration. Oh, I am. So, I'm yeah, in- no, I know you are. So I, yeah, so I'll put it on the shelf cause, um, yeah, it belongs there. I made reference to your, your, uh, boxing system. What was it? Resident Evil 2, Mike? I think I said I put it in one of the boxes, but not the box in the garage. And that was months ago. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) That was last week week for us. I know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really remember, though. (laughs) I think it was Resident Evil. So this is one that I've been dreading rewatching just because I remember hating this movie. Like, like I've said before, I'm here for the quips and the explosions and stuff. And you get it in one or two scenes in this movie and the rest of it's like thinky stuff. Like, what the hell's that about? I got to think. But rewatching it this time actually made me feel like I brought up that line of Peter earlier of, you know, if you have this ability to do stuff and you don't, then the bad things are on you. And like, I actually started to to take sides for the first time watching this movie. Like, it got me thinking about the plot and whatnot and everyone's motivations. And uh, that's kind of a big deal for me. So I got to put this on the shelf just for that alone. Like, hey. But like Enjoy Bill it. said, I, I'm not going to go back and watch it anytime soon. I'm sure someday I'll rewatch most of the MCU except for the bad ones. And this one will be on the, the good pile. So, yeah, big deal. Awesome. All right. And that about wraps this episode. And we should introduce what we're going to be talking about next next episode. Uh, next, we get to watch Doctor Strange. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. I've only seen it once. I, I am, too. It's, I, I've seen it a couple times. Tiff really likes it. It's been a long time, so I'm I'm excited to go back to that one. Oh, we know why Bill likes it now. I do, I do. <laughs> what can I say? Oh, I like it too. I think it's great. I, I have seen it twice. Uh, once in theaters, once when it came on Netflix for the first time. So, yes, yeah, when I oh. watched it last. Yep, super inter- excited to see it. I, I enjoy then, it quite a bit. And then we watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. After that, <laughs> I'm, which so I'm excited for that. I just fucking just for your hated take. that movie. Me last too. Time. Me too. <laughs> Well, that should be interesting. We'll see. And then we get Spider-Man Homecoming, then we get Thor Ragnarok, and then Black Panther. God, this is going to be a long one. Oh, all bangers. All right. So I want to thank everyone for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, we have tons of other MCU episodes for you to check out. So go definitely listen to those. They're good. They're long. And it will fill a car ride for you, depending on where Not you're as going. as long as this one. <laughs> yes, no, this is... This might be the longest now. We're almost at three hours in raw audio. So if you so definitely please do check us out on that. We also do game episodes. That's our regular bread and butter. Check those out. We do comics. We do mini games. Or not mini games. We do smaller episodes. We call mini. Check those out too, please. Definitely. And if you enjoyed this episode, let someone know. Tell a friend. Tell an enemy. Tell anybody. I don't care. Just tell someone. It helps me out a lot. Also, please follow us where you can find us in anywhere you get your podcast. We're also on YouTube now, so definitely find us on YouTube and subscribe just because I need more subscribers. So it, it, unfortunately, no video content yet, but someday. 
it's coming. Maybe maybe by the time you're hearing this, there's video content. I highly doubt it, but maybe someday. So definitely check us out on there. If you enjoyed this episode, and also, going to give a shout-out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bobby, a.k.a. Mike Stoney, from his EP, Bite the Blitz, song of the Cool Kids Squad. Definitely check him out. We have a link in the show notes on YouTube. Or link in the show notes for his YouTube channel. That's what I want to say. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And I am tired. And Bill, if you're, st- do you want to introduce what you were talking about? Do you want to plug it? It might be out at this time, maybe or no? Oh you yeah, um, I you know this again. This my my daughter could be one by the time this comes out, but probably um, not. But yes, <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 exaggerating. Um, so I'll be uh, starting in January or this have started in January. Again, it'll probably be past that. Um, I'm doing a show entitled "A Gamer Looks at 40. It is going to be a year long retrospective, um, one year per episode starting in 1986 uh during this year i'll be 40 and i'm kind of taking a look back at the history of games and not only my personal experiences and stories but the personal experiences and stories of other people friends family fellow podcasters streamers other journalists and who knows maybe some bigger names um it's a collection of stories um revolving around the different years of gaming um, because I find personal stories interesting and fun, and we all know that Mario Two was not Mario Two in the U.S. <laughs> no one needs to hear that again. What people do want to hear about, or I think I want to hear about, is your first experience playing those games, or the moments that you've had in those, the connections you've made on online gaming. All that kind of personal story um, we'll be exploring on a year-by-year basis. And again, it's going to be. Uh, span all of 2021, probably a little longer based on some of the other things I want to do with it. And it should be fun. And you may hear or have heard some of these guys on this program. Um, <laughs> so who knows? And, I mean, I mean, I may invite you. It's the very uh, <laughs> next time I'll have you if I because I will remember next time when we do Dr. Train, I'll have you introduce in the beginning. So that way it's up front. Okay, oh, yeah, God. because <laughs> so people that didn't make it three hours into this episode will actually hear it. Yeah, that's what I do with all podcasts, yes. I usually there try is. to have them introduced in the beginning, but I completely yep. forgot this episode. That is fine. That is fine. You'll be hearing from me again. All right, we will see you guys all next time with not a three-hour episode for Dr. Shrek. <laughs> all right. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.